The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. of kin i'm your host rich with christian how you doing christian what's up how we doing i'm doing pretty good episode 11 we got into double digits pretty good so we're doing all right i mean that was the last episode i know (laughs) oh you were a math you were a math teacher you know i was well i get the once a math teacher always a math teacher i guess (laughs) it was working on a spreadsheet for a guy yesterday why he was asking me about mortgage stuff so i like i did i did a morganization excel spreadsheet for the guy i did you have better stuff to do well he was helping out a buddy (laughs) man you gotta help out your friends so welcome back (laughs) i don't know why we went off on that tangent but welcome back thanks everybody out there uh, who's been uh listening and uh following our twitter page and our facebook page of the same name the next of kin so um keep reaching out to us and sending us messages and thanks to all our uh our partners here that we work with at uh, the precinct. And um, tonight's going to be a, a fun episode. Uh, as you know, uh, we talk a lot about the, the things that Christian and I like to talk about together and have extensive discussions and drive the rest of the family out of the house and uh, at least out of the room anyway. Yeah, and uh, mom wasn't mad about, wasn't happy about the other night where we stole the TV. No, no, she loved the movie. What do you know about? <laughs> I'm not watching that. I'm going to bed. Um, no, so tonight we're going to, we're going to kind of continue our brief conversation about Bad Batch, do our news, but then we're going to get into the films of Chris Nolan. Mm-hmm. Favorite uh, director. I think the best director in the world right now, in my mind. Uh, there's certainly great directors out there that are like on his level, but, uh, he's my, I don't think anybody's but, on but his nobody's, level But nobody's making, no, I wouldn't say that, but like nobody's making, uh, He's in the very unique position where he's making really, really highly acclaimed movies with really unique concepts, but they're blockbusters. But they're like, they're right. like, they're hits. They're they're big movies. They're not like smaller movies that aren't going to make. Right. But like, he's the one who's like been able to break out of like the. He's like an indie director who's right. been able to like make it big and make whatever movies he wants. And he's doing so much more than just directing now because he produces a lot of stuff. Him and his brother Jonathan Nolan. His brother are, directs and writes his own other stuff. Right. For, like, but their World concepts together, a lot of the things they write together. Well, most of his well movies that we're going to talk about tonight, Westworld and some other yeah, things. Exactly. We're going to really focus on. On most of the films, really starting with Dark Knight, uh, well, Batman, Batman Rises, uh, Batman Begins, begins on get them all confused. That's a trilogy. So yeah, even most of the movies we talk about today are yeah. like, like we, we're also, it's yeah, we'll also, it's also a talk about like uh, Jonathan Nolan, his brother, because most of the movies that we're going to talk about are written by both Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan, right. with the exception of one or two, I believe. But it, it, what we'll talk about with Nolan too is like this, just his. Um, there's to me the vibe around Nolan is really cool because mm-hmm. it's always like there's a close knit group of people 
that he's he's got his group, man. He's got his well, boys. He, he he's got his tribe. Same, he always has seems you know? to have the same cinematographers. Yeah. There's a lot of the same. Like uh, he's just know, a loyal guy. Like if you're doing the work for him, actors, he likes to use. He, yeah, he he's has got a lot his go to people. Much like Tarantino, you have a lot of actors that yep. uh, get have been used in a, a lot of his movies. You have a couple that have been used in like like four or five. If right. not, like Michael Caine, who we're going to talk about, who's yep. been in like nearly all of them yep. in some one way or another. But once he started, I think he's been in every film since he's been since in he was in Batman. I right, mean, since yeah. he was in Batman, it's like I like this guy. I'm going to keep him around. <laughs> so, all right, so let's get to our news first, though. And we, uh, when we were comparing our note, our news notes. We didn't have any of the same topics. Yeah, I think we had one that was slightly similar, but you, so but you, let's, you, you want to alternate or do you want to like go yeah, you through? Start and then we'll alternate. I think okay. I have more than you. So the one rumor that I have, and I don't believe it, but I, you know, I'm going to share it anyways. Uh, that John Berthnall is going to return as the Punisher. Uh, they're going to bring him back, and they're going to bring him back in the Moon Knight um, series. See, that's fitting. That's a rated R series. Okay. So that's actually not like too out of the the realm of possibility. So let's assume Moon, for a Moon moment. Moon Knight's a dark character, but uh, Moon Knight's like right. the, is a. Let's assume for a moment that it's true. So I think this is a smart way for them to test the waters of bringing back the characters from the Netflix that that are now considered non-canon or what. Well, non- the three that I've heard them like that were. Well, let me finish my rumors. my okay, yeah, th- go for thought it. on this. So if we bring him back. Which obviously is the same actor and the same character. Mm-hmm. Is it the same? Is it the character we saw? Is it the story arcs that we saw? Or is it just re- literally we're going to have him playing the same character? But it's almost like whatever happened before we we doesn't have anything in to do with anything. In my mind, it's in terms of canon at least nothing from the Netflix shows exists. I don't even think Agents of Shield exists anymore within the way not. they have canon now. Right. So like the, nothing that they've made. Like there's a couple things on Hulu. There's a couple things on like right. Netflix and like the stuff they had on ABC. But what, so do you think canon. it'll be the same actor? They're gonna almost reset the character. I don't think you're gonna get like origin stories for them again. Right. No, I don't want that. I either. think it might be set up in a way where like you can hey, apply. It's Punisher. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, exactly. You can apply that. history. We already kind of know who he is. Like maybe they'll do it in a way where you can apply the history from like the Netflix right. shows to them, and like in the you but can, nothing you can specific. figure that it might be similar. Right. Daredevil's the like only remember one. the time yeah. that you locked up Daredevil on the roof? Daredevil's like, not the only be one because I have no, I have almost no doubt in my mind that Daredevil will become back. It might be a different actor or something. Oh, don't! Dare, I'm not gonna watch but it. But there's no point. It like just yeah. just hire Charlie Cox again. Yes. Um, and want three, Foggy back too. Yeah, the well three related. I've heard about, like as like the hero characters, them bringing back, right. like are there's been very little about Luke Cage and very little about Iron Fist. No, he's not coming back, and neither is Iron Fist. But, they, but I have terrible. heard about Punisher and Daredevil, which are the two people that everyone wants back the right. most, along with like Fisk. I would say Fisk is the only Fisk villain. has got to come back as the villain. yeah Fisk is the only villain from right. any, all of them that I'd be like, we need to bring Fisk back yep. and that actor as well. And then Jessica Jones has been talked about a bunch of bringing yes. her back as well. Again, she's like pretty much like the embodiment of what Jessica Jones like is as a character, so, like in the comics, and like it's pretty perfect casting. I don't think her show is better than either than either Punisher or no. But I like uh, I wouldn't again it's an interesting if, show. if they she go with the concept well, of right? the same actors, yeah, and they're just not really the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't really talk about what happened in Hell's Kitchen and the TV well, show. Well, with, like, Jameson, for instance, and, yeah. like, those Spider-Man, even though it was, like, a minute, and he's going to be in the next right. one, I'm If they go with that he's model... he's not going to be the guy from the old No, Spider-Man, like, why like... did he jump universes? So exactly. if they just do that, and Charlie Cox is just Charlie Cox, and he's great... smart enough to realize And that, it could be like... literally the exact same costume, or vary the costume a little bit, yeah. and I'm fine with well, that. Well, you but... can vary the costume, just make it seem yeah. like it's separate. I don't know, that costume is pretty accurate. 
Yeah. <laughs> and we don't have, you know, and I don't need to worry about Electra or Stick or any of those people. Stick. I do like I do like Foggy though. Oh, you bring Electra back. I like Foggy Electra's a lot. Electra's a more important character in the comic than that right. she was in that season, I would say. Right. So. And he's and he's got more money in the comics. He's not uh, a poor lawyer in the comics. He's got a, more a, He's like a really well-known lawyer in the yeah, comics. Yeah, he's got like, more money than he does in that episode. Uh moving on. What else did you uh you got one or do you want me to uh, mind? I'll go one. Uh, Jurassic World three plot, which again there was a, there's some leaked footage of. This isn't the one where they're uh, linking with Fast and Furious. No, this is different. Uh, there is I have news about that later though. <laughs> oh um, good. Now this that's going to be the new. We got yeah, the update I've, I've, on yeah the update on, on, the, uh, on the Jurassic saga. World versus family. <laughs> yeah, versus the family. Um, Dinosaurs versus family. But uh, over the uh, you can uh, adopt with dinosaur. movie theaters being back running now, uh, yes. they're doing like uh, more widespread at least. Um, they're they're doing some of like the pre pre movie like previews and all that, right? Like they were, and uh, they have an IMAX one going around for Jurassic uh, World three, which hasn't been released online or anything like that. Okay, and uh, through that we've, there have been a couple things. I've managed to see the leaked footage, but it's super grainy and stuff. Okay, uh, but they're saying that the. Jurassic 3 is going to follow, like, two concurrent stories, and it's going to be uh, the old actors from, like, the original Jurassic Park. So right. I think it's going to be, like, uh, what are the names? Sam Neill. And, Sam Neill. Yeah. Uh, and what's the other guy? But weird dude. <laughs> Goldblum? Yeah, Goldblum. Okay. And, so, like, and they're going to be their story, and then it's also going to be, like, the newer characters going to have their own story. Okay. Or, so, like, with a couple of add-ons for, that they've added okay. to the movie. So, I mean, I, I don't have problems if they overlap them or introduce yeah. the characters. I have no desire. It's not like... If I they go with like Planet of the Apes, End of the yeah, World exactly. because of dinosaurs, I'm going to be mad because and there's not enough dinosaurs yeah, And it's do. not like uh, the two main characters of, like, Jurassic World, which are, like, Chris Pratt and then um, right. Ron Howard's daughter. Right. Uh, like, it's not like they're the greatest Nepotism. Characters. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she got the part because she's just a great actress. She's a good director. Okay. She's directed a couple of Mandalorian episodes. And Nepotism. Really good. I don't, I don't <laughs> she would have never got to direct. She's like 22 years old. She's like I know she's older than that. <laughs> like... Yeah, but she didn't get any opportunities because of her dad. No, Where no. Way to go, Ron. Bryce Dallas Howard. Why don't you hire Clint for a few more yeah, movies? Bryce Dallas Howard, no, she did it all Clint would be a garbage before. man if it wasn't for his. Besides being on an episode of Star Trek, he wouldn't have got anything after Ron. But yeah, it's not like I have no desire to. It's not like I have this like burning desire to see the characters <laughs> from the original Jurassic Park overlap with the Jurassic World. Characters. No, it's not like it's, it's not, not like, like I want to see uh, Luke yes. Skywalker trading Ray or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not the same thing. It's not at all. It's like, like, dude, you don't. Why do you? Or are you even in this movie? Like, like the Jurassic World movie. You like, look for dead dinosaurs. And I'm not putting this like. And I'm not even being harsh. The Jurassic World movies suck. They're not good. But the first <laughs> the one's first good. One, no, it's, it's only, enjoyable. It's only nostalgia. Okay, but it's enjoyable. It, to an extent, you hate nostalgia. The first, one, the first one's watchable. I know. I don't. I know. I love nostalgia. I'm a Star Wars fan. I like that gets. No, me but off, you. But that's <laughs> the, the same reason you don't like Jurassic World. I think is the same reason you didn't like uh, the Force Awakens. No, no, that's not true. I don't like when. I movies, think it is true. No, no, I don't like when movies <laughs> are solely dependent on nostalgia. Like that Jurassic Park movie is solely dependent on like here's the T Rex from the first one. Here's the old. Ba- here's the. Here's old the exact ba- same jeep and the exact same here's thing the that the guy day, put exactly. on his head mm-hmm. which he shouldn't have because it went over oh, a cliff here's the old like place that's overgrown now <laughs> no like, but i think that was important what to pass them because they were it just the nature of the film that it was still the same island i guess yeah 
But like, for instance, like Rogue One. If they did too many of them, like Rogue One's an example of how like no I no like the Solo's a Solo is like an Solo's example a of bad, too is much. A good example of why and this is how San Han Solo got his name. And his gun. this is how his gun and, his, and, and dice and, his, and, his and a and, and a Wookiee. <laughs> and, and Chewbacca and why he calls him Chewie. It's all the things that you don't I, need to explain. I, I like, like to compare explain. those moments in Solo to when you're watching Santa Claus is coming to town. So that's why he only comes on Christmas well, Rogue Eve. Rogue One is the exact opposite. Rogue <laughs> One has a competent plot that we don't know anything about. and the, But the nostalgia is it's the first time we're seeing the classic Star Wars ships in yes. modern CG. And like in the, some of the more classic costumes, okay. and like up to date, like so well, the, we're going really off on tangent here. So, yeah, what was we, the news we about? You said I hate nostalgia. I know. So, so like, all right, I'm going to pull us back here. But yeah, the news of that we had too much that to do. Two concurrent stories. Okay, they're not, they're not going to have much overlap, it seemingly. All right, but except the big climactic scene. I'm sure that that and then might be the thing, dinosaur is yeah. back. Uh, to, same back dinosaur. To you. Uh, Loki came out yesterday. We didn't um, watch it yet on purpose. I did. <laughs> Shirt face. You you betray me. You, you know. You just you continually. I, I watched it without Zach too. I, I have no son. That's it. I'm going <laughs> solo. Podcast is over. <laughs> I'm going and get my own label. But it's Thursday right now, and like it's been like I the... worked until nine thirty last night. I've been working like fourteen hour days. I did at work today. You're... Oh my lord. Um, so we're not going to say anything except that it broke the record for Disney. We're going to cover it next week, right? Uh, we're going to cover the first two episodes next right. week. And yeah. then uh, in addition, uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, there's great pictures of him wearing the costume again. Oh, yeah, I did see some of those. I'm just very excited. Which, which we could have a little discussion about all the because there's a lot of Indiana Jones news. This week. I think there's there's a funny thing going around that there's you showed you you talked about it with the mask. There's like a yeah, there's like a there's like a guy who's built like, like Harrison Ford yeah. wearing a mask of Harrison Ford that he literally like you just see him carrying <laughs> around. It's like this rubber mask, and we put it on. It's it like looks creepy. exactly like young Harrison. Yeah, Ford. and I'm sure it's that it's, a, it's a smart idea. I mean, and and obviously I mean, it works. It's there's a story. Spending all the money to de- There's Harrison a story Ford, that that there's the rumor going around is that there's things that tie into, um, they're they're tying this movie into things that happen in the in the fourth the, uh, the third movie. In Last Crusade, yes. Oh, okay. There's a, there's a there's a storyline that something that happens in that movie is going to ha- loosely because there's a Nazi start to the film. The beginning of the film is going to deal with Nazis again. Well, yeah. There's a picture of like you know, uh, one of the I think the set photos that got leaked or right. that got released was like a picture of a train that had like a Nazi symbol on right. it. Uh, they're filming in Switzerland right now, I believe, right. which is like at some castle. So that's they got those in Switzerland. So it seems like there's going to be a lot of flashback stuff in this movie, seemingly because okay, yeah. Hope they don't do that weird Netflix thing where it's just a fat young Harrison Ford because he's out of shape. But they what, try to they just de-age his face. Like, they just de- yeah, like they, <laughs> look, it's young. What's his name? It's no, like, no, it's, it's just not, creepy. Skinny. Out of it's like, like they, didn't you, yeah. you know do a face swap thing? Work because like better. it didn't work because it's like no, we've seen those people when they were young and they don't look like that. And speaking and of prequels. Speaking of prequels, I'm excited about this one. I don't care. The Ted prequel. I don't care. It's a series. I don't care. It's going to be a whole series of Ted with Seth MacFarlane returning as the voice of the stuffed animal. I don't care. <laughs> yes. Yes, Matt. It's true. Those movies are like It's going to be on Peacock. Those movies are like funny once. <laughs> I, it's, I, I'm sorry. There are some funny bits. It, there's some them. great lines in there's that movie. Good, there's the one you know the black guy in every movie? <laughs> That's Zach him. Jackson. <laughs> this is great lines. Yeah. No, he, good, that movie made Tom movies, Brady yeah. likable. 
No, yeah, there's the there's the Tom Brady <laughs> bit where they're trying to like where like yeah, steal a kid his sperm and they need like a donor. yeah they try to steal they his try sperm. Try to steal Tom Brady's that, that's, that's a good bit. That's a smart bit. That's a, um, let's be honest. Like there's the one, McFarlane there's like the, bits. Every McFarlane bit dude, is so. either like incredibly great or, or horrible. A, a horrible. There's yeah, no there's in between no with yeah. anything with Seth McFarlane. Mm-hmm. And I would say that stupid Star Trek shows What's, in the There's horrible. the one on improv bit, too, where they're, yeah. like, they're attending an improv <laughs> thing for some reason, and they're just yelling horrible things at the improv guys. And that's, like, what it could I'm going to watch that series. How bad could it be? I mean, I don't care, but I'll watch it. it as long as it, if it's 80% it's as good as Family like Guy. out for. Yeah. But like, right, but so what? There's so much other crap it. on. Might as well watch something good. Might as well, yeah. And they're they're doing an animated Lord of the Rings, and I'm, I don't even... It, they're doing a live-action one right now? I don't It's an animated... Made Lord of the Rings, and it's a it's like a What's prequel story. So the What's that on? Uh, um, you have no idea, do you? I looked. I forgot. <laughs> uh, I forgot. I wrote Locking it down, but I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't write it down. So okay, great. Okay, that's all I had. Back to the the saga of of the Jurassic Park. Yes, <laughs> I want the update. Chris Pratt is interested in the crossover. Oh my God, he had to be kidding. Star Lord and Groot together again. <laughs> in a different universe. It's all about family. <laughs> For some reason, Vin Diesel's Groot, and I, which everyone always. Forgets. I still, don't, I just don't know how. Did, which anybody could have played the role. Anybody could have played changes. Groot. I Why? Mean, to be fair, the first one, it's, it probably just is, and they probably and they're not doing much like uh, right. audio change to him. But in the last two, when he's like teenage Groot, when he's younger, <laughs> they're literally just voice changing, and it could be anyone. Like it, it could have been anybody, anytime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's not some guy they could have saved some money on if they would have just got that yeah, like guy. Some voice actor who needed yeah, like a any break, voice actor. Like, there's like eight thousand of them. Yeah, like why couldn't you get like some actual like really like well-known really good like good voice actor yeah and then like not that i like again voice groots it's just so unnecessary (laughs) yeah it's unnecessary that it is vin diesel yes like why why did james gunn decide that it's gotta be vin diesel i mean bradley cooper's different well, Bradley Cooper is different because like does, Bradley Cooper does a whole different voice and right. like accent and like and my my favorite character in those movies is oh, Rocket. He's, well, he's so the, he's yeah. the funniest. He's, yeah. he, I think he's the funniest character Mark of Marvel has, to yes. be honest. But and possibly like top five. I wouldn't know. He's not exactly the deepest character, so I won't say he's top five. He's top. It, he's top one of the five. Characters I enjoy if they, most. Okay, would you if you if they gave you a movie just about with him, would you watch it? Yeah, of course. Of but course. I've watched almost anything at this point. They like they could do like a. Uh, like the, uh, the, with the girl with antennas, they would you a watch a movie, movie with I the girl watch, with antennas? Go, it's Marvel. I go watch anything at this point. Uh, okay. Uh, about, gonna, how dude, about pe- it, how about Pepper? Dude, give it ten. No, she's. I don't care about. She's not even. Okay. Like, well, so not everybody. I then. guess, sir. But like, give it ten, fifteen years. They're gonna be releasing like 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 F list characters, and there people are gonna be watching. But they're gonna turn them into A list characters by the time. Well, that's what half of the Marvel characters well, they've done with are now. Certainly doing that with Falcon. Marvel don't exactly have that many. Like before the Marvel movies, they don't exactly have that many. Or at least. Marvel Studios didn't before they bought Fox have access to that many high right. like high level like well, just like because what would you say the highest like A list characters you would say from Marvel are like I guess Captain America probably falls in there that's the guy they kind of had Spider Man Hulk but they didn't have Spider Man they had really weird Hulk they had really weird rights to Hulk where they couldn't make single Hulk movies only Universal could make them and then they had oh, yeah, right. then X Men they didn't have and X Men are the biggest property that Marvel True. got besides no, Spider Man right. so like Marvel got them now though baby yeah, so Marvel got to the point where they are now with some of the less popular characters in their arsenal. Right. Okay. Like Iron Man in the comics is not a like an A-list character. It's a B, no. it's like a B-list character. No, and he's not even that like we said that on the car right here mm-hmm. that 
Like he's a big character. Don't get me yeah, wrong. No, no, like, he's at the center of a lot of big. No, but he's lines, but. he's not as he's not as powerful of a character yeah. either. Like Iron Man movie, Iron Man could crush. Mm-hmm. Uh, animated Iron Man. At least I'm There's been book. different iterations that were more important to, of the character. Right. I would say, like different arcs where he's much more important. But like he's not like at the center of each and every arc. Right. As like he's the not of the Avengers. No, because or... he wasn't pl- like. And again, let's be honest. Like the main character, the big actor yeah. that they got. Exactly, Robert Downey that. Jr. He's so. the, he's the franchise. Mm-hmm. He's your franchise quarterback. His popularity so. of Iron Man is like really, and then the popularity. He's the Aaron Rodgers well. of the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Sure, we'll go with that. Unless he transfers and goes to some terrible yeah. place. What, we t- what what led us to talk about Marvel? <laughs> uh, we always end up talking about Marvel. <laughs> oh, because it's, we're it's, talking about it's, the it's, Diesel yeah. being Groot. That's yes. right. Okay. We all, it all know, goes back because Marvel owns everything. It's basically everything. Uh, now, so. Do you have anything else? No, that was... Those, all right, I got some more still. Oh, and I think that they, there's a... they. I saw something for... Um, for um, the first movie that... It's coming out in theaters. What is it? Black Widow. I thought I saw something for Black Widow. I, think, I don't know anything for Black Widow. But yep. That's like a month away, right? Right. Yeah. July 8th? Something like that. Uh, okay, what else I got? You got Conan some. O'Brien is ending his talk show Conan on TBS. Uh, plans to move to HBO Max, though. So he's going to have another iteration of the show. I, I would prefer if he just did like a weekly thing and be better. Uh, Conan O'Brien. No, actually, I, I'm not a guy for late night. Yeah. Um, he if he just did a show that like, focused I like, like I think late night's pretty like tedious to watch. Yeah, they're all like shit. the same like, now. They're, but uh, you know. but Conan's different. Conan's the only guy who mm. like who doesn't like like for instance like Fallon. Fallon doesn't have like enough like Fallon conversations and like Kimmel conversations for like in particular are always like super super uh, like cringy. Right. And like Fallon in particular. Like, no, what he's good at is let's everything. play a game. Exactly. But, and then yeah. he makes him play a stupid game or that they don't, like, don't want to play right. or like something like that. Gets and you Michelle, get, and the, like the, the bit with the elevator is funny. Yeah. And when occasionally it, like, Michelle Obama is outside the elevator yeah. and the elevator opens up and, and occasionally like, hey, everybody, the and then the door funny. closes. Like and you get a moment where like Jamie Foxx sings like a song in like opera just because like Jamie Foxx is talented enough to do that. Like you get certain moments, but for the most part, it's nothing. Then you get like, I don't know, like what's the guy you used to hate? I used to hate. There's yeah. a lot of people I used to hate. No, but you used to really hate him, and now you don't mind. Keanu him. Reeves. No, no, he's the talk show guy. David Letterman. No, not Letterman. He's, he's still Johnny like, Carson. No, these, why are you naming like ancient ones? <laughs> Steve Allen. Who? They just get older. <laughs> That's the first host of the Tonight Show. Ring Bob. We're gonna do like from Bob, 1920. Ray like, and <laughs> what are you Bob talking? and Ray. No, current people. Current people. Oh, oh, that I used to hate. Yeah, you don't like, hate him as much anymore, but you don't like him either. Half them, I know half of them have the same name, so it's confusing. But like, there's like three Jimmys or whatever. Is he American? Yes, Colbert. Colbert. Like Colbert, at least has like he's a little bit more political. He, he has more of just a normal. I, I hated the I hated the the Colbert report because it was that weird like face fake like r- reporter guy con- you know yeah. bit for like a half an hour. He's better now because now he's just the writing's better in yeah. my mind. Uh, but yeah, but, but I think Conan is the best because because Conan just has a natural conversation, and he's also yeah. like the most naturally funny out of any of them too. Right. Like he's actually like a, like a talented ish comedian. Yeah. Like and like he just has normal conversations with people instead of like going into like gossipy areas or just I, he, like, yeah. And, and he's he, he, also lets, some... he also lets guests come on and do what they want. Like Mulaney goes on there a bunch of times yeah. and just does bits basically yeah. the entire time. No, because he's, he's smart like, enough to recognize that. And he, and he's a he was an incredibly good writer. Like a lot yeah. Simpsons, he was a big writer on Simpsons exactly. and a bunch of other things early on. And um, okay, but HBO Max actually has a lot of stuff on it. Like, HBO they're, Max is pretty nice. They're coming like, along. HBO like, does good stuff. 
Uh, then there's a Viking. I don't, you ever heard of the series Vikings? Yes. Okay. I never uh, watched. I've it. never watched it either. But apparently, um, it was on History Channel actually, which I didn't know. Yes. For like six seasons, but they're doing a sequel series, which is like set a hundred years after that series on Netflix now. So Netflix, which the new thing Netflix <clears throat> seems to be doing a lot of is Netflix let a show get popular somewhere else, right. and then they like come. Like, Amazon does the same thing actually. With like, well, they uh, buy out shows that uh, have a following that they can like you produce. for like you is a super popular show on Netflix, you, and they bought yeah. that from Lifetime. Yeah. Uh, Expanse came from Sci-Fi. Exactly. So that's a new trend that seems yeah. to be well because like, networks are stupid exactly they don't give shows time to develop and then they're like we're giving up on it and they're like also, oh like if you're they're like a football team that drafts a quarterback they give him a season he's like it was terrible and then they and all of a sudden he's at another team and he's a genius but also here's what it is though it's like so like if you go to like history lifetime there's a yeah. really high probability nobody's going to give a shit about the show even if it's good because it's on history and it's on lifetime but if netflix releases a show and it's good then it automatically becomes more viable <clears throat> sure and more watchable to certain like people okay uh, so, yeah, there's that. Then uh, John Wick 4 added a bunch of actors. Yep. We have Shamir Anderson, who is most known for Stowaway. I haven't seen that or anything. Yep. Uh, Donnie Yen, who is the blind I guy saw in that. Rogue One, which is uh, – that's a really good casting, and that's going to lead to I something. am one with the force. The force and is he's like a big me. kung fu, like a, like, yes. like a action martial Chinese arts guy. Star. Big so. Chinese star. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, interestingly, they have a <clears throat> Japanese-British pop star, Rina Sawayama, who is like a – She's my favorite. You've ne- definitely never heard of her. No, I haven't. Uh, but no, she she's a very highly acclaimed like uh like kind of like pop artist. I would say pop artist, but not like uh like in some of the weirderish aspects of the genre. Okay, she had a good album come out last year. I believe it might have been her debut actually. I was trying to get it on vinyl, but I couldn't find it. Uh, and then they have Bill Skarsgård, and this is her film debut actually. Okay, and then uh Bill Skarsgård, who was in Deadpool two, he was the clown in it. Oh okay, so, yeah, and he and he's been cast as well. So. That, not as the clown. No, I don't think I don't oh, think good, Pennywise the clown is going to be shit. in John Wick. I, I can't watch that shit. I am not watching horror movies. But yeah, movies. that cast is shaping up. So. Yeah, okay. Cool. Uh, on top of like some of the returns. I don't even like life. walking past sewers. <laughs> you know, we do that walk along the Niagara Gorge, yeah. and there's a couple sewers there, and I'm like, I'm not walking near that sewer. <laughs> I didn't even see the movie, and I'm not walking near yeah, that but sewer. But obviously, they're rejoining the if cast. If I see a balloon, I'm running home. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, they're rejoining the cast of obviously Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne's going to be a big part of the next Man, one. Keanu Reeves is uh, great. Blackbeard, whatever that actor's name is. <laughs> I just know him as Blackbeard. Okay, can I. And guy who dies one. Can I make a. Can I do it? Can I do it? Tangent about about Keanu Reeves. Sure, why not? Okay, so I, I watched. Better not be some Keanu Reeves slander. No, I'll this is no. Actually, show. I'm going to apologize to Keanu Reeves, and I know he's one of the people who watches. He's a wonderful human being. Um, do you ever see the Keanu Reeves <laughs> Keanu movie Reeves where he's a base? Watches, yeah. The Keanu Reeves baseball movie? No, I've not seen the. Keanu. I don't. I don't want to watch real baseball. Little, okay, it's not. Little, he's not like. No, he's not like a baseball player. He coaches a baseball team. Uh, even worse. Uh, no, but I gotta we'll talk a little bit. I gotta I gotta look it up on Ubi because I want to make sure I get All the right, name. Should of the I movie just talk right. about how much I hate baseball? Uh, I don't like baseball either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like Sorry to go to a baseball, baseball game. I, would, I know uh, it's America's pastime, but they should leave it there. Yeah, because it's America's, <laughs> it's America's past its time. I mean, that's not my it, joke. Should, what? <laughs> it's past its time. No, I think they should just leave baseball in the past, like, and just leave it there. You know? Uh, well, I mean, like. If you want to go and just like sit around and and, and you know watch a baseball game and like, I don't know, like, drink a beer, have a hot dog, I think that part of it's kind of cool. Like, you know, I mean, like a bunch of my friends want to go to like a because we're in Buffalo, obviously. Yeah, and go in the Blue Jays. Is the Blue Jays? Are playing it is the Blue Jays. Yes. And you can actually go watch them this time. Like they they played here last summer too, right? But you couldn't watch them because of COVID. But like, right. so. 
which I like. I guess it's kind of cool that there's like a first major league baseball game in Buffalo, and like I think it's like seventy something years or something because there right. used to be a major league team here. But so I get that that that's cool. But like I have no desire to sit around for three hours and eat a ten dollar hot dog. So, I saw a movie that he did on Sunday morning called Hardball. Okay, and it's about he's like a gambler and he's down on his lucks. Luck, so he ends up having to coach like an inner city baseball team, and I'm like, oh, this is just like, like Mighty Ducks, but it's inner city. It's the inner city it's Mighty inner Ducks city. is what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. This movie, uh, first of all, Keanu Reeves is very good in it. Okay. He, he, it's, I'm not gonna. You should watch the you movie. Don't say that very much. But here's here's the thing: if you if you really want to make yourself cry, go watch this movie because this movie breaks your heart, and it's done incredibly well. And I did not expect it to be that. I thought it was gonna be oh, here's the Mighty Ducks; they're gonna win the championship, and he's gonna turn around and he's gonna get the girl, and all those things kind of happen. All those things happen, yeah. but they do it in a very um, kind of real. Um, Edgy, like more, inner city, like more, more realistic likely, way. Yeah, it was more likely yeah. that it wouldn't be as clear. I mean, it, it wouldn't all be end up perfect. It still gets be, there, yeah. but it gets there in a different way. Is and I like, hadn't seen that before. Right. And they did it with a kids, basically a kids movie. And there's, more, there's more strife. Yeah, and it's it, yeah. and he was really good in it. So I'm going to pop Keanu. I'm sorry for all the criticisms of your acting. You know, if you want to send me that message back on Twitter, I'll accept, you know, hopefully you accept what? my apology because I'm sure he's following I'm us sure, on Twitter. Yeah, I'm sure he, does he, I don't even think he uses social media very much. He's very, like, not in the public eye. I think, I think a, like, Keanu Reeves, if you met him as an actor, he'd be like, well, this guy's pretty cool. I think most well, actors. Every time people have said him, like, yeah. said they've met him, like, he seemed very laid back and very yeah. humble. And, like, he's not, he doesn't have a super big social media presence. Like, even when you see him in interviews, he's very laid back. Uh, he's just kind of like a dude who happens to be an actor. He like, crashes weddings and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, like he's, he's really, he's only, he does a lot of Bill Murray kind of stuff. All right. All right. And then here's one you're super excited for, I know. Oh, God. Uh, the DC, Is it a Benefer update? The DC League of Super Pets. Uh, <sighs> or the Justice League of Super What are the Stop. Stuff, which is a feature-length movie that's coming like out. Like Crypto? Yes, like Crypto the Superdog and Ace the Bat Hound. There was more than one? Yes. <laughs> What apparently I, was there like a horse or something like well, I, I think, bat horse? I, think, I, I looked it up. I don't Fl- actually have all the horse the flash. I, they don't have flash horse. They just released the cast, so they don't have like the like the the, the like. What I mean, just the voice actors? Yeah, like the voice actors. They so so they have, and they, this is a nuts cast too. So for like who's that TV. guy you hate? That's the late show host. It was on Doctor Who. I have no idea. The one that was oh, what's the name of the I don't know the English one that you can't stand. I, that was the hosted Friends thing. Oh, that good. What? No, 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 not Graham. Graham no, Graham I love Graham, Graham Norton. Graham Norton's great. Actor. Graham Norton, yeah. Uh, Graham Norton's. That's the best. I think that's the best talk a, show. Who's he on after? He's on after Kimmel, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, whatever his name is, and he was just the show Broadway he's show tunes. In, no, he's not. Well, in, no, they but I, they always announce guys like him. You know, like, no, it's actually a decent guy. It's a uh, Kevin Hart. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who are the only two, <sighs> who are the only two people, which I don't mind the movies they have together. They have good real life. So obviously, movies. this is not going to be a real this no, is like this is animated up, this obviously. is gonna be like for little kids yeah it's like a 3d animation like oh my god so they're releasing this so it's gonna be madagascar with superheroes the they're releasing this to see it's not movie. even gonna be madagascar superheroes I it's guess. gonna be madagascar 2 with superheroes yeah, but they're, so they're releasing this super movie, animals but instead of but then they have all these other movies that they're not that they're talking about releasing like right to hbo go like batgirl and like blue beetle and like nightwing which are all movies they're talking about releasing straight to hbo go but we got room for this one in theaters 
And oh anyway, so Lord. yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson will be playing Crypto the Superdog, and then for some reason Kevin Hart's playing Ace the Backhound, which seems like the worst casting of all time. Because like, wouldn't Ace just be like Batman but like a dog? And Kevin Hart is no, not- but it's more funny. I'm upset. I'm really mad. That's what that, that, it'll be like. It'll be. It'll but take. Why is you know, it like they just totally abandoned? That's what it is. Lore. The whole. It's like. So the, it's just. Like, I'm sick of you, crypto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all it's it gonna be. Yeah. That's all it's gonna like, be. Gonna they're gonna. They're gonna be no script. There, like, this gonna be no script. Small. They're just gonna add the two of them. Will just ad lib for uh, an but hour. Yeah, but everyone else they've added. They have Keanu Reeves is in it. John Krasinski, Kate McKinnon, uh, Vanessa Bayer, who's another person from SNL. So do we have an idea what these other characters like Wonder Cats and I don't know the not, Green Arrow, Canary or something Lenoni is that how you spell it and then Diego Luna who's like in Narcos and uh okay in Rogue One but uh, but no I don't know I don't I, again I have no idea. I knew of Ace the Bat Hound and I knew of like crypto okay. but apparently I saw one thing which randomly that's popping on my radio. apparently Wonder Woman's is like a kangaroo which I don't know <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was Wonder Woman I don't know I saw one was gonna be a kangaroo I don't and know. I'm like what is this I movie? don't even know what the hell you're talking about why are there like, two dogs kangaroo like wouldn't it, wouldn't it at least be a like on, a, a, a on you know, like Paradise a Island or whatever? Yeah, well, maybe called. it was closer to Australia than we realized. I don't know. Like it didn't make any sense. Because it should be a dingo. Like it'd be more sense if it was a dingo. Another dog. Yeah, like it like, made more sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. But yeah, I know you were super excited for that. So uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, just, what's the release date so I can? You know, hit myself in the head with a ratchet <laughs> set or like something. Two, like a year or two oh, now. I'm busy that day. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy, busy all year. <laughs> I got a thing that day. I can't go. Uh, then a first trailer for Lin Manuel Miranda's feature uh, directorial debut, Tick Tick Boom, uh, got released. It's starring Andrew okay. Garfield, and it's based on like an autobiography. Uh, it's like a musical autobiography um, about like. Jonathan Larson, who is like, is okay. like, like a composer or something. So it's okay. very much in his lane because he's obviously done a lot of Broadway stuff. Oh, I'll, I'll take your word it's for it. Moment. It's the guy who did Hamilton. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, that's, that, that's, I always forget his name. Yeah, he's the, he obviously directs a lot of Broadway stuff, but this is his first like movie uh, debut. And also his his, uh, his, uh, his movie In the Heights, whatever, which is like his first like yeah. breakout one before he did Hamilton. That one's uh, the actual movie adaptation of that's been. Yeah. Uh, he's going, I think he's having feeders right now. So. Okay. But yeah, I like Lemon Memo Miranda, so I always bring up news about him. All right. Uh, and then the biggest one that I have at the end here is... Uh, save the biggest one for the end. Yeah, I did. Just like the because opposite of the way the you do the news. That's the opposite of what you're supposed to do, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last thing I found today, so... Uh, that's not what... You didn't learn that in journalism class, did no, you? I didn't. I don't take journalism uh, Nobody I takes journalism class. Evidently. Uh, uh, the Book of Boba Fett has wrapped filming, and... Uh, and they said it's going to be released in December 2020, uh, 2021, so this year. Right. Uh, and so it seems so that movie, so that uh, show is seemingly taking the place of The Mandalorian, Mandalorian um, Season 3, when we thought that was going to be out. Um, Mandalorian Season 3 is not even filming, apparently, to the end of the year. So more than likely, we're not getting Mandalorian Season 3. And, and there was a lot of confusion when uh, they first announced Book Bowl Fett, where some people thought that that was, like, replacing, like, no. Mandalorian Season 3, which never was going to happen. Well, that's the stupidest thing. Like, yeah, let's no, not bring these, back the popular one. There were a lot of bullshit one. rumors about, like, shit yeah. going on behind the scenes that were obviously not true. Oh, that's all um, such shit. Like, exactly. Which, he was mad he had to wear a mask. Yeah, it was some bullshit like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I think um, I'm pretty sure that the actor was, like... Uh, the character's all about wearing the mask most of the time, yeah, right? exactly. So, that's why they have John uh, Wayne's, like, son playing yeah, as the not, double. Well, basically, they have... Well, there's a couple of reasons that they, they're not the film play this year. Is Firstly, um, Obi-Wan, show which is filming right now, yeah. is using the same sound sets that oh. they use in, like, L.A. 
which I think is where they have those like big like yeah because it's not like you can it's not like you can move those things it's not no that is and that is not that's super expensive it's the most expensive production set ever built yeah exactly so you can't move them and they only have so many like there's only there's only two I think that exist right now Mm -hmm. and I think Disney owns them (laughs) yeah yeah like and they're like yeah you want to use it (laughs) yeah it's like nope (laughs) you can book it for. 18 years from now. Yeah, so so realistically, the way we're looking at things right now, and also his other, he has, uh, he's filming Last of Us, which is that HBO show based on that video game. Right. He's filming that this year as well, so I think there's a, there was a, oh, there's always there's that. The, there's the thing when you hire a popular actor that, to play a character, and you made him that's even what more you're popular. Into. Yeah, so. right, right. Yeah. So we're not probably, so with the, So with he's not playing that, Narcos season, he's not coming back for Narcos, uh, He hasn't been in Narcos in a while. Well, because so. he's dead on Narcos. Didn't he die in Narcos? No, oh no, I got him confused with the other with the, guy. With the, with Our Narcos Mexico. With the guy from Batman, yeah. Yeah. yeah remember, remember that remember that time when they I got murdered by the cartel? They should have done that. That would have fit the box. That would have been great. That would have been the last. Remember remember that time? Remember that time? (laughs) (laughs) That's the only version. I can only imitate the guy with that one line. That's the only thing I got. You know, like, yeah. So right now it's looking likely that we're not going to get Mandalorian season three until the end of twenty twenty two. Well, like I said, so I mean, over two, you know, it'll be two years between seasons. Which right. Sucks, but and that, but if he's between, got enough time to rebuild the Razor we're Crest. Get, he's so. not rebuilding the Razor. Crest. I want the Razor the Crest, Razor Crest back. Is turned to ash. Razor Crest part. Literally two. nothing on the Razor Crest survived. Not, well, the, maybe the little ball. Did the little ball survive, or did he give it to? I don't even know if the ball. Did he give it to Grogu? I don't think the ball survived. Did it? I have no idea. I don't remember. That's, that's not fair. What, what, what the, will Grogu play with? Only the little staff survived, didn't it? No, no, he did find the ball, didn't he? Didn't he just randomly find the ball? He the found rubble? the ball, and I think he gave yeah, it he to had, Grogu. I think we've got to rewatch that. Yeah, it's been a while. So. Okay. Actually, it's not. We watched it like a month ago. We watched the final. we got to rewatch it again. <laughs> All right. Hurry up. We got stuff to do here. The last one, uh, last, last little bit about this is that, uh, so basically, yeah, that's going to come out in late 2022, the normal time that it was coming out. Right. So in, before that, though, we're going to get, obviously, Book of Boba Fett. Right. And we're probably going to get Kenobi in, like, the summer before that as well. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a schedule somewhere to, for uh, to hold us over until okay. we get around to that. All right. Bad Batch. What do you think? We were on uh, Decommissioned was yeah. the episode we saw. This and is one of the more... Uh, this was a better episode. Plot-driven plot yeah. episodes yeah. since, like, maybe episode three with, like, when they introduced the... Yeah. Uh, Nothing, like again... The villains, I guess. I think what I've kind of settled in with um, Bad Batch is we're not getting a lot. Well, it's not like Mandalorian where you're getting. Like, yeah, we're not. It, it's it's just. It's, well, it's, just it's, it's still like. I don't go in show. with an expectation that's going to be, oh my God, we're, you know, like we, we got kind of spoiled with it's that. Solid. With, it's so solid. Yeah, like, it's solid and doing, there's nothing like, wrong with it. It's just, it's just kind of, it's, it's. And it's a good it's, exploration right now of yeah. the Star Wars universe, like yeah. post Empire. So I enjoy that. And pushing it the last, this episode. It's all fun. little stuff. Like, it's it's so universe like, building. Exactly. I'll call it universe so building. even like this movie, they went to like a, like a droid decommission factory to like retrieve like a tactical droid head. Right. So like obviously like you need you would have needed someone like you would have needed factories and it's on Corellia too which is like Han Solo's home planet it's a yes. big like industrial world uh, you you would need like factories to dismantle all these like war machines basically yeah like we don't want them wandering around exactly you don't want them just lying around for yep. someone to use or program themselves it's like a, you need like a boneyard for the dinosaurs exactly so like they're just they're destroying yep. and dismantling all these droids. Um, then you actually get to see they they there there's two other smugglers that are they are trying to get the same. They're there for the same reason. Right They've all been hired uh, for the and same they're, task. Like, they're the two sisters that were in like the middle arc of the last season of Clone Wars. They weren't very well received, but I don't even think their characters are necessarily bad. They're a little annoying, but what was more annoying about their characters was that 
it was the last season of Clone Wars that we were ever going to get. And it was a distraction. And, well, first off, I think the arcs of the last season of Clone besides the last four, well, the last, the last four yeah. episodes are all perfect in my mind, and there's, like, not much better you can do than them. But even, like, the first four episodes were, were very good as well. They're the Bad Batch-related episodes of that season. Right. But, again, there's four episodes of them. And he only got 12 episodes. And then and so you the, wasted some And of so them. the middle arc, while it was focusing on Ahsoka, uh, like, it also had these two other new characters that... You, we've never seen before and we weren't used to and they weren't anything they were just two normal people and I understand their purpose was to give Ahsoka right. a different view especially because Ahsoka does not consider herself a Jedi at this point um, and learns that the Jedi weren't like universally loved and she learns through a, a, somewhat through them actually that like the Jedi are viewed almost negatively right. and like they're the eyes of like the common folk of what the Jedi have become in the eyes of the Roman Republic which is why it was so easy for the Emperor to kill off all the Jedi and have no, very little people actually care about it because the, the Jedi had been viewed as like warmongers at this point. So That's propaganda. So yeah, it was annoying though that we had so much focus on Chancellor. characters that were new when we have all these older characters. Like for instance, like we never get any like there's very little Obi Wan in the new right. in, the, in the last twelve episodes of Clone Wars. There's very little Padme, who's Padme is very good in like the Clone Wars episodes like that she's in in the original series before they brought it back. Um, there's a lot of characters that are like really good, like even side characters like Plo Koon, who's the Jedi Master, Yoda. Right. We don't get any, like we get very little of these type of characters right. in this, and yet we have to deal with these two people for four episodes. This okay. arc is four episodes. But regardless long. of that, yeah, we're, we're you're we're straying. <laughs> I know I'm straying, but I, I want to have time to talk about these Tenet movies. So let's let's get through this. <laughs> let's get through Bad Batch. <laughs> And again, it's just it's just one of those episodes. Now we have the we have the brain of the robot. Now you have the brain of the robot. And yeah. but it's well, moments in this episode. Like at one point, like the sister says something that like the other sister says, and the sister's like, "Is there an echo in here?" And then it's like, "Here." I'm, yeah, that was Hi. great. That was that was the best <laughs> moment of the whole episode. Yeah. What? My he's name's like, Echo. Yeah, my name's Echo. Like, you and he didn't like, get the he's joke. Like, he's like, you're serious. He's like, you're serious. <laughs> he almost didn't get the joke. He's like, no, no my name's Echo. She thought it was, he thought like, it was literal. <laughs> it was like, no, that and, was, um, I forgot about that. And then Wrecker has more, like, they allude to Wrecker's, like, chip activating Wrecker, again. something's going wrong with Wrecker. Saying, like, the, yeah. yeah, 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 he's mumbling yeah. there, and he's knocked out for a while. Omega and, still has that gun she picked up in the last episode, too, that she's learned how to use. Right. So, Like the cool bow and arrow lasery yeah. thing. And there, and the biggest thing about this, the biggest takeaway from this episode is um he's again they're those two are associates of like ahsoka right so they contact someone at the end of the episode which you would assume, and they, again they were trying to steal the information basically to use it to fight it back against the the empire because a lot of this season has been like a weird little group setting up like with sagarera yeah. and now these people like like maybe the earliest no, signs, I, the again, earliest signs of people right. trying to build to eventually like fight back against the empire right um but they obviously contact it's, someone is, and say we right. ran into a group of like rogue clones essentially. So it's a good chance they're talking to Ahsoka. Um, and I don't even know if we're going to necessarily see Ahsoka in this series, but I think there's a good chance that Ahsoka then goes and tells Rex about that, who we know Rex is in this series. We know eventually Rex is in the series. So I wouldn't be surprised. Well, because I think the actor was casted to be on the episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's oh, not Oh, wait, very hard. it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's but we've a seen Rex joke. in the trailer, so, it's so. Very, I think it's very lucky that they contacted Oh, yeah, right. I forgot that we saw Rex. Yeah, so it's very lucky that they contacted Ahsoka, who's going to contact Rex, right. who's going to, Rex is going to go find them. We're going to see Rex with the beard? Alluding to the fact that it's going to go gray by no, the end of Return of the Jedi. They, he has a beard in, in Rebels. Which is oh, yeah, that's right. Too. Right. Yeah, they totally can't, they totally changed the look so he looks like the guy from yeah, Return of the Jedi, which is totally them. not even. It's no, just yeah. a great fun thing, no, but that's like, good, that's it's cool so thing wrong. Of listening to your, like, I hate when they did. I mean, that's the only one of those I like. The one I can't stand is that, like, when you go back to the first Jurassic Park, 
that when Sam Neill like pretends to stab the little kid in the stomach with the bone, that that was the Chris that that kid grows up to be Chris Pratt. That's horrible. And I'm like, no, that why? Just because a little kid, they're all connected. No, yeah, exactly. No, it's just stupid. No, it's a good episode. I love the episode. It's yeah. not, you know. They, they, and every it's character, every, they, they they do a really good job of spreading out the wealth for all the characters in each episode. They do, yeah. You know, I think Tech gets the least to do. Yeah, I think they don't have to do with Tech. Besides, he's he's kind of and he's so nerdy, kind of exposition guy. They, kind of he, yeah, role. he just comes in. He's like, let me work on this. You know, yeah, like, where Echo, everyone, Echo can do whatever he wants because everyone already loves Echo. Yeah. Um, like from the he's like the R two D two of the thing. He can just like you know, <laughs> sticks his hand <laughs> in the thing. And there, yeah. He's like, let me fix this. But, like, you know? Without like, him, they all have died like nine times already. <laughs> but you don't he's need, like R two. You, you don't know? need Echo to do anything though, because everyone already loves. Because R two really is the hero of the entire side. And also, everyone is just so thankful that Echo's alive that you can. Right. Anything with him, yeah. and he'd be like, "Okay, leave like, him alone." He lost his and hand. Hunter's, and then Hunter's sick, and then Wreckers. Hunter's and Wreckers awesome. actually humor, which is what he gets used for mostly, has been like it's it's definitely Filoni toned him much, down. He, he matured it because exactly. if he would have been the goofy guy that he was in the other ones, it almost it cheapens exactly the series and it makes really him really quick, and it, and it also makes it seem like a little kid series. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've made him more human now. They've kind of matured the character. Um, as much as they can sure a guy yeah. that's got, you know, that's a goofball. Again, so far, the vibe of the show is sticking very much with the more mature-ish right. episodes yeah. of Clone Wars, which is good. I'm, I'm we got a while to go, too, before there. anything, I think, super yeah, I'm dramatic I'm not sure how many episodes there is in this there, series, I, so. We looked it up. I, we're not even, I, I don't think we're even halfway yet. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. We got a while yeah. to go. And it's fun to watch. I mean, yeah, it's, I enjoy it. You know. It's a good thing. To, like, it, yeah, I'll take anything Star Wars, like, on a weekly basis. Like, I'm not going to complain about more Star Wars. Unless it's an Ewok show. I don't, no, there's an Ewok show no, I'm not watching it. Unless the, they eat them. Let's do a, a, re, you know. a remake of the original Ewok movies they had with the pterodactyls and shit. Whatever was going Those on. are so bad. <laughs> they're on, they're on, I think they're on the Disney. Forest of Destiny. Can we, we should called. watch one of, let's, let's watch those. I do not want to watch And those. we'll rip them. <laughs> what are they called? Isn't there like a human child in one? There's a human child. Like a, yeah, uh, I don't know. There's like a kid who's like supposed to be like a young Han Solo guy. Yeah, there's like animals on the planet that weren't there. <laughs> and like whatever. All right. It's like all right. Well, so here we go. It's time to discuss Chris Nolan. You got issues. So if you know anything about Chris Nolan, um, I, I mean, growing up as a kid watching films, I everything was every great movie Spielberg had something to do with. <laughs> yeah, just about. I mean, starting with like Close Encounters, Jaws, um. Obviously, uh, then you get into no, that's a, that's Raiders of the Lost Star. That's actually a very interesting ET and and just incredible films, and obviously not the same style of film in any respect. I think you know. But, obviously, I think Spielberg got a lot more variation to his films. Yeah, but. and Spielberg ended up when Spielberg went off and did other things like Saving Private Ryan and Sindler's List and. Some of the other ones, and I think he's getting to the end. Like a lot of his stuff now is, and even Ready Player One was his last good movie. He's got some stinkers in there, um, like nineteen forty one. But he's but West Side Story. Like, I think really West good, Side though. Story is you know, and and obviously the Indiana Jones. And no, I I don't. I he think he kind of lost his step with the last Indiana Jones. He was smart enough to get out of the yeah. way and let somebody else do it. And. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, well, growing up, like I was, the new one, right? he's involved. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like he's. Well, so I just wanted to be slightly involved. Yeah, then. I think and he. Again, just, I, I, have, yeah. I have massive faith in James Mangold for the new. And movie, I think if know, he wouldn't so. have turned it over unless he thought James Mangold could do it. So, yeah. so I mean, but growing up, Spielberg was my guy. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, like just, you know, I, if I was going to be a film director, I wanted to be Steve, everybody wanted to be Spielberg. And now, like if I was a young guy and I wanted to be, I'd want to be Chris Nolan. I mean, yeah. he just, everything he does, it's smart. And we just want to talk about some of the films. Intelligent, like, and like deep thought provoking, yet deeply entertaining, like money making blockbusters. Yes. Like, there's obviously, I think he's the best film director out there right now. He's one of the few film directors, I believe, like, um, Solely. He's got he's got he, such he, integrity too yeah, of exactly. what he wants to do, like he like if he makes a movie like the yeah. bottom line that movie's gonna make it just based on his name alone right. it's gonna be like it's gonna make five hundred million dollars, no matter what it is yeah like basically at this point in his career like Dunkirk for instance is a movie right. that typically so, wouldn't make that much money so we're gonna like, go through the movies and we're we're not going back to his very beginning of his career we're kind of skipping Insomnia Memento which and some two of the great things. indie movies as well. great indie movies which led to what he's able to do and. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Batman trilogy, but I think it's been done. So yeah. we're, we'll get to the Batman trilogy. But do, how do you want to do you want to start with the Batman trilogy? Let's, start with the Batman trilogy. Let's just kind of get it out of the way, because I'm going to say right off. the I, So as as folks that listen to the podcast might know, I, I teach media production in my high school. And every year, every March, I do a March Madness practice bracket um, for films. Yeah. And without a doubt, the one film that comes up number one when they go through the brackets it's always Dark Knight. <laughs> like, not that everybody picks Dark Knight, but Dark Knight comes up as the best movie, and I do every kind of movie. So I have Schindler's Knight, List on yeah. there, and I have Jurassic World on there. I mean, like, I have Fast and Fear. I mean, I put every type of genre on there. I put classics. I put what I consider the best movies of every genre, and I can't tell you how many times Dark Knight comes up as the best well, movie. Well, Dark Knight has been um, is, is in a very select and small category of uh, comic book movies. That or superhero movies, whatever you want to call it, that are that are good, and but have broken out or are great actually, that have broken out of just being considered like a good comic book movie or the be- one of the, the better comic book movies, the, the better hero movies, into being one of the best movies, like of, just period, period, yeah, with like that Logan, a couple others maybe, right. but like Dark Knight, even even out of all those, Dark Knight is still the most widely considered among yes. them, and the, I, most, I, the most yeah. respected superhero movie ever made, I would say till this it, day, yeah, I mean. Now, I always say when I rank movies, I say yeah. it's the best superhero movie, but it's also in my top yeah. five or six. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have favorite movies that aren't necessarily great movies, yeah. and I have what I consider the best movies that I've ever watched. And Dark Knight is the one that I continue to go back and watch and say, oh, my God, I didn't yeah. realize he did it that way. And I watch the I, I yeah, teach you filmmaking. New, you new stuff every time. Yeah, like, oh, my God, movie. I didn't even realize that he did that with the camera, and I didn't realize he did yeah. that. And and obviously the acting, obviously, you know, we can talk about yeah. Heath Ledger, but... Well, my thing is if I have, like, 30 favorite movies, like... Like six or seven, maybe eight Nolan movies are in that, like, list. Like, and that's oh, yeah. most of his films. Yeah. Like, may, like... Again, Dark Knight is towards my like maybe like f- favorite movies. It's up there, just especially. That's one of the movies we watch on TV. Yeah, like, we'll watch it on TV. Like on TV. I'm, we might even go like, oh, let's look it up on Amazon because <laughs> we own it. So, we, like, we we own it on Amazon, but if it's on TV, no, we'll switch over. We'll, we'll, we'll like, change channels. Like, well, we won't change the channel. Like, I've yeah. actually taken. There's like, well, it's on TV. Like, mom laughs. She's like, why? Haven't don't you like own that movie? Or is are you watching that again? I'm like, yeah, but it's on TV. Like, there's certain movies that if it's yeah. on, I stop flipping channels. I may not watch the whole movie in that yeah, setting. But, you're watch it for but I'm like, oh, I hope I get to see the you yeah, know like you know well, like, you, that, like like the kitchen. 
action scene. You know? Scene, and I know, we're starting in the middle of this, of this oh, trilogy, oh, 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 but we're oh, just going to kind of talk about the trilogy as like a whole, I would As say. a trilogy, I would it's, say that, like, specifically the vision he had for, because again, it's not really based on, like, well, any Batman right. comic. It's based, there's, there's inspiration it's, it's from very, the comics, but it's a very, right. like, modern, um, minimalistic uh, like realistic approach. It's very similar. It's story. very similar to and we talked about this in an earlier episode because they're doing an animated Batman, and I forget what the name of the comic was. And Dark Knight, the trilogy, is closestly related to that series of books of the young Batman, the detective, the Joker. Yeah. The, the, where he goes to talk it's to, very, it's a very practical Ar- Batman. Darkham, like it's, it's, Gar- um, you know, Arkham, and right. Yeah. He has like his like like his. It's inspired very much exactly. by the Dark Knight comic series that mm-hmm. was out. He found that to be yeah. the great it's source. It's the most material. grounded like yes. Batman you could possibly be. Well, his say. thing is, if you every one of his movies, mm-hmm. his goal, whether it's Interstellar, whatever it is, he wants it to be plausible. Uh yeah, or at least or at least at least, well, because obviously like I think like some of the concepts in Interstellar and like uh. Inception, for instance, or like Inception and Tenet are the two ones that I think are not very plausible. But but if they but were going to be plausible, if they were going to be plausible, he yeah. makes them feel that they're plausible. Mm-hmm. He makes a superhero like Batman. Yeah. I mean, Interstellar, for instance, has so much science and actual science that he, he like, based it on a lot on of actual series. That like yes. it makes so much like, like and we'll, it's we'll, not perfect. And we're going like, to jump. I guess we're jumping all over yeah, the place exactly. here. But Let's when we talk happening. about the black hole, mm-hmm. the black hole. In Interstellar, is genius, and I'm a sci-fi guy. Yeah, and I've watched every incarnation of everything ever in sci-fi. There's nothing I haven't seen in sci-fi, mm-hmm. and I think it's the most creative way of envisioning the black hole ever. Well, because they made in a every hole they've never to, to, they, it's a three-dimensional hole, mm-hmm. which which, in, which traps all light, which traps all light, mm-hmm. and the way you have to enter it seems like. Yeah, that's the way you have to do it because it's a spherical thing. So you can't just go into it. It's kind of like when you center, yeah. you've got a you've got a the same way you bring yourself back into an atmosphere as a spaceship. You can't just fly directly in it. Your ship would burn up. Well, it's so, one of the two. They either had to make like a supercomputer to, to even like grab right. it, like to even like have it formed, right. or it was like they had to create a whole new software right. to like even map the thing out. Like right. that's how like big and like how much science they had to plug into this thing. And and that. that's what I and I, even the way the ships were done and the mm-hmm. technology and. And I and I said I think before we're gonna get to a little bit more on this show later. Let's try to go back to Batman for right, now. But, just yeah, right, but yeah, I'm sorry, you're right. Go yeah. back. We'll come back to Interstellar. But go mm-hmm. ahead. But yeah, Batman. Like, uh, I think two of his weaker films are in the Batman trilogy. But again, none of his films are bad in any way. Like even Batman Begins. I'd say Batman Begins out of all the movies we're gonna talk about is like Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises are probably at the bottom. But it's not because they're bad. It's just because of how good the other ones. They're are. still better than everything else. Like I mean, yeah, like those you are know. two of the those. Like when I say Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises are towards right. like the lower end of Nolan movies, they're still towards the upper echelons of comic book movies or towards right. superhero movies. Like, like they're, it's probably the best trilogy out there. Like I don't, I can't think of many. Maybe like the Captain America trilogy kind of stands up to it in to an extent. Um, but I would say that that's better than that. It's better than the Iron Man trilogy. Right. It's better than the Thor trilogy. It's better than the X Men trilogy. Like. Uh, oh yeah, right. Yeah, what's it? Name a better trilogy. It's better than the Spider-Man trilogy. Like it's better than most of the. I don't think it's. I think at this point it's better than the. Like almost any trilogy they've done in the MCU that I right. can think of at this point. No, I don't think I can think of. Okay, think of a like again. It's 
get out of even sci-fi. Yeah, I can't think of many trilogies that are from Star Wars. Godfather? Godfather, Star Wars. Like, Is it? I'd say it's better than the Godfather trilogy because the no, third Godfather on. is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad that it, it cancels out Godfather 2. <laughs> the uh, difference yeah. between Godfather 3 and Godfathers 1 and 2 is like, the Buffalo Bills of the early '90s versus like the nineteen, the, the two thousand three Buffalo Bills. It's like they're not even yeah, in the yeah. same neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is the same director. Yeah, it's Pacino. Why are you even in this movie? Yeah, like, what yeah, did you? What did you need the money? Myself. Like, no, I mean, and it's not yeah, even, no, and it doesn't, it doesn't give you any closure for the series. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it's almost like we just we decided no, to make a third yeah, movie. It's up there with one of the better like trilogies. This, Again, we've talked about Batman a lot. This trilogy yeah. is is is. Obviously, they had to make some changes because Heath Ledger died, mm-hmm. so they had well, to change a lot of them. Well, that it would have probably been almost as good. It a might movie. have been better, like honestly, because well, like, because it had that whole because um, um, uh, uh, um, I think the plan was always yeah. for Bane and Sounds of the Lambs yeah. aspect that was going to be in there. Yeah, because I think it was always because I think the plan for the third one was always going to be um, Bane. And was always good. It was no, it was that was supposed to be because he, the, he needed to bring them all, all around. Exactly, yeah, it wanted to be like a, yes, because it had a, the, it all yeah. goes back to the first movie. Exactly, um, but do it. The the biggest mix though would have been added Heath Ledger Joker, which we're going to talk about Heath Ledger Joker in a minute. Um, but yeah. but you have to like think of that how good like Dark Knight is rises right. by itself. But then add, but basically like about halfway through the movie when the prison break happens and they let all the, the criminals out, then. Heath Ledger rejoins the picture, right? And then, just middle movie, you just have the one of the greatest performances of the great, like of one of the greatest portrayals of any character ever. Well, you in said any, this, in any movie, yes. not even like in like he's the best in any comic movie. I don't care; he's better than Rocky and Phoenix. He's better. Um, like in the heat is then halfway through the what is already a pretty solid movie up until this point. You just have Heath Ledger emerge from Arkham, and he doesn't and like Bane. Side, and what side will it be? And he on? doesn't like Bane. No, really, he, he wouldn't be for. Like, he's the opposite of Bane. No. I mean, he he he. he it's because again, they're for order. That's what they want. They want or, like the League of Assassins is is an, is, uh, is they want order. Right. They don't want chaos. And he's chaos. That's why they take over the city because they want I mean, order because they believe I mean, Gotham is a chaos. There are city so many lines evil. in Dark Knight that we use all the well, time. Imagine some of the lines of Bane would have been talking right. to Joker. Oh God, or, could like, you imagine that scene? Or Joker would have been like his own other rebellion sort of thing going on. He, maybe he would have joined Gordon. Like you don't know. Like yeah, you happen. never know. Like because like, he's a loose yeah. cannon. Batman's not there. It's Joker without Batman. Like just. He's alone in Gotham with people that want to <laughs> well, destroy. Well, because again, and Gotham like, doesn't. And again, he Joker does not want Gotham destroyed. He wants it in chaos. He wants it in flames. Yeah, because that's but what like, he's all the about. The utter destruction of Gotham isn't fun for Joker. Right. He wants it's his playpen. It's his playpen to fight Batman. Right. To it's his playpen to torture people and to to make people afraid and to to turn people into their worst selves. Like that's it's his it's his playground. Right. The complete, the like a, the nuking of it doesn't give him any satisfaction. No, that he that's why At he least didn't. In my really, mind, no, I don't. I totally agree with that. I think that. Um, no, you're you're totally yeah. right. And again, on that. speaking of Ledger's performance, but this is a little bit separate from Nolan. But then again, Nolan, I, I'm sure had some direction in um, causing him to, the, the the acting performance. I would have loved to see Tom Hardy yeah. interact with the acting performances in all of. Right. These movies are really, really good, and like across the board. Like first, Christian Bale is probably the best Batman. I don't think that the Batman bar is super high for, um, for films so far. 
but I think Keaton and him are like kind of the two highest. Right. Um, but like I would say, he's probably the most popular Batman to this day. It's tough um, to compare them, and I, I think when we're all said and done, I think Patterson's yeah. going to make them all look bad. But then you have other performances like Lucius, like uh, like um, Lucius Fox. Well, as, he can read pro, the phone uh, book, and he's great. Yeah, Morgan you know, Freeman I mean, can like, read anything. Uh, you know, Gary Oldman as Matt Commissioner Adams, Gordon, seven one six two nine nine. Yeah, Gary Oldman as <laughs> Commissioner Gordon is amazing. Right. Um, uh, Liam Neeson is Ross Al Ghul. There's the nobody first. bad in the movie. In any of these movies, uh, Alfred Al, uh, Alfred Pennyworth is. Uh, oh is, my uh, What's Lord. his name? Who's, yeah. like, uh, Michael Caine. I'm uh, Michael Caine, who's been in every movie since <laughs> he's Batman. Been, who's been in like, every yeah, Nolan this, movie in some This guy's wrong with me. Batman I'm going to CGI again. this guy after he dies. Exactly. He's, <laughs> like, I don't know. remember what he is intended. What is he intended? Um, uh, I think he's just a voice. He's no, he's the one scene. He's the guy at the table at the end of the table. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's also he's, he's, gotta, the, he's only the voice in. He's Dunkirk. only the voice in Dunkirk. That's yeah. right, right, right. Uh, but, but then even like who else? Like you have obviously uh, Heath Ledger as Joker, Tom Hardy as uh, Bane, um, Hannah Hathaway, and the other films are good. Hannah Hathaway, you know. she's, she's all right as Catwoman. Um, she's my favorite Catwoman. There's not that many, but <laughs> well, no, because there was what's her name. Um, uh, Michelle, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer was yeah, good. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer was good as Catwoman. No, she wasn't. The, 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 whole, the whole concept is if you movie, fall but... out of a building and you get bit by a cat, that you become no, that's a, like, Halle Berry. Oh, that's Halle Berry. That's Halle, that's not Michelle no, that's Pfeiffer. what happened in that one, too. They're both bad. Wait, they have like a magical thing in the Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, like, it's like, a, well, well, if you get bit by a spider, I guess you're going to no, have like. Because I, I know that know. was the Halle Berry thing where like an Egyptian god was like put her right to life or something. It was some bullshit in the Halle Berry movie, yeah. but like that's. I mean, let, let's okay. I'm gonna say like Michelle Pfeiffer looks good as Catwoman, and <laughs> yes. Halle Berry looks good as Catwoman. Well, I can like, say this because mom no, doesn't Michelle... listen to the podcast. So, but like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like to me, I want yeah, yeah. Anne Hathaway was the was, best yeah, Catwoman, right, yeah. oh, except going back to the TV series because that woman that was uh, uh, Julie Newmar. Yeah, Julie Newmar was a great yeah. Catwoman back on the TV series in the 1960s. But even like, like uh, who? I remember being a little kid. Like, who is that? Was that Aaron, woman's Aaron Eckhart, right? Is that is that who plays uh, Two Face? Because that. That, cause everybody, oh, yeah. everyone in Dark Knight yeah. Rises is yeah. nuts. Like the, well, like the performances in that movie. The problem here's he gives the performance of his career in that yeah, movie. Yeah, like but yeah, like, like but let's be honest. Like all he had to do is act with like some of the best actors ever. So he could be a terrible actor, and no, it wouldn't but matter. Like, all the all the he's got my favorite. He's got one movie. of my favorite scenes in films ever. Yeah, hi. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the hospital scene. Well, he interacts like these like, amazing scenes with everyone know, in that movie. So know. it's like. Uh, with Gordon, with Batman, like with with, oh, with uh, Two Face, with because here's the thing. he's such Everyone, a he, it's, in that's that direction. Movie. Yeah, that's direction. He's a great actor, but yeah. again, I mean, they're great actors. But let's get back to the point. Mm-hmm. Nolan knows how to use people exactly, and the, the, so many of those characters got got been reused right. and like or actors have been reused. Even on what's right. the name Killian as a uh, uh, who plays a. Uh, Scarecrow and, and right. he bring, Eddie likes him so much that he brings it back for all three in small. Obviously, right. he's one of the bigger villains in Batman Begins, and then right. he brings it back for a small scene in. in right. both he, he even he's makes like, he's the judge. Right. He's the like, judge. He's like, in the one he scene. He's he's bringing that same guy back <laughs> all the time. And then he was in like he's he's been in a bunch of things as well. Like yeah. he's, he was in uh, and again like, Inception. We, I, yeah. he's in, I think he's in one or two other things. Yeah, as well. I think. I mean, I, I we're I I don't want to get lost in the Batman series. We could do a whole episode just exactly, on yeah. just just on Batman series a couple times before this. Oh my lord! I mean, that just I mean. Yeah, Heath Ledger. I mean, again, the last thing I want to say about it is is that the scene in when the interrogation scene between Batman and Heath Ledger mm-hmm. is made one of the greatest film scenes in film, and I use it as a teaching tool to show kids how to how to yeah. construct a scene. And every time I watch that scene, I notice something new. Mm-hmm. 
And I've watched it 50 times. Exactly. And I, oh my God, I didn't even yeah, realize Bottom he did line that, for so. the Batman movies, it's just like, uh, he's, he's probably created the best superhero trilogy of all time. And his first attempt at it, too. Right. Like, it, and, and it's just only like, it's only three movies that he has that have sequels. It's the only ones that. Yeah, because like, he's not, that's not his thing. Yeah, like he so, kind of just picks a unique concept. So Batman then, Begin comes out in 2005. And then the very next year, The Prestige comes out. Yeah, and then so he was working on Christian Bale, and it also Christian Bale's back, and it also has and uh, Michael Caine's back, Caine back, and and then they added Jackman, and and yeah, and and Wolverine, and as well as everybody else. So I mean, two most popular heroes of the two (laughs) thousands, besides maybe like Toby. All right, so so first of all, before we even get in the prestige, this movie's nuts. It's it's just such an incredible movie. But I'm just going to say one thing, and I'm going to steal it from you now. Hmm. Is what am I going to say about this movie? It's predicting my brain. The casting, which cast member do I think is the most genius? He's barely in the movie, though. I don't care. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the last time we see him in film. He wasn't a big actor. No, yeah, but this is one of his last appearances. Uh, David, David Bowie Nikola as Nicholas Tesla. Which I is mean, one of the Nikola Tesla's I don't even need to say anything else. The movie, yeah, but... It's so ridiculous that who cares? Obviously, we love Tesla. Yeah. Spoilers, by the way. We're from Niagara Falls. We live in Niagara Falls, and Tesla yeah. has a huge tie into our community. Um, Screw you, Thomas Edison. It, yeah, F you, Thomas Edison. You suck. Hey, you just don't understand business, I guess. <laughs> I punch him right in the... Yeah, screw so up. I kicked him right in the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... hey, this movie's very... This is but, like, I mean, this is David most... Bowie is yeah. just like, it, to me, like, it's like one of the last times I see existing stuff of Bowie. On the scale? And he's so good. Yeah. But everything... And that's just, that's just to me, like, that's just one piece of the film this that's movie, genius. As this movie as a whole... If you have like a spectrum of known movies, this is like the furthest end away from everything else. Oh like, yeah, this is definitely. like the weird. This is like kind of like yeah. All the other movies kind of have things in common, <laughs> but this movie is just like kind of like a mystery ish. Like, Every time movie. It's, it, yeah, like, it's a mystery. It's a thriller. It's a sci fi. It's fantasy. It's a little bit of everything. You're not sure but, what but it the, is. The heart is just two dudes that yes. hate each other. It They're really like, yeah. That's really what it is. Like these two guys have the quite the rivalry. Two magicians that are trying to just one up each other. Um, they like and and it's funny because one. One believes it's all about the magic, yeah, and the other one believes it's all about just well, being they all, better. Well, they have their obsessions, and, like, right? Like um, they're like, they're like, rivals like, that can't get over. Like it. Christian Bale's character is obsessed with um, like astonishing other magicians, right? One's like, rich, one's can, poor. Yeah, one, but, they're they're complete opposites of each other in Jackman every way. Jackman just wants like the glory of it all, yeah. and he wants to like the fame and like the the the. From the masses, he right. wants the recognition from the masses. Where, um, uh, and where he Bale is about devoting right. his entire life to the trick, which we come to learn later, and uh, and like just stooping everyone and not knowing the trick, and right. like to the point where you're the only one that understands the trick, right. and that becomes his obsession. So, whereas whereas uh, Jackman's obsession becomes being right. What's it called? And I, especially after like, and the more I try to research this movie, they realize how the, I'm more. Yeah, I realize how dumb I am. Because there's so many things that are hidden in this film. This movie's incredibly written and smart because it's so the twi- smart. The main twist of this movie, and we're gonna, I think we're just talking now. Well, gotta, the movie came out like if this yeah. is we don't have to do spoilers on a movie that came out in no, 2006. That's true, yeah. But like so. the main, obviously the main, the main <laughs> if you haven't watched it now, the main screw point, you. 
I'm main, sorry. So the main trick of Darth the- Vader is also yeah. Luke Skywalker's father, by the way, just in case you didn't know. So, yeah. I'm sorry, so Christian, Matt. So Christian You're like, Bale's what? Character. Christian, How could you? Christian Bell's character's main trick that is like super, like, but you definitely can't figure it the out. The vanishing and he man. He spends the entire thing, uh, is like where basically he goes in a door, and then immediately <laughs> after, he comes out of a door that's super far away. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't right. make any physical sense. And Jackman, and like, completely. Early on, like rules out the idea of it being a double, right? Or it being like because it looks too similar, and right. then like or like being a twin, for instance, right. or like, and then the, the the big twist in the end is that um these two people there's two there's there's two Christian Bales there's two that right. that person they're twins, but it and wasn't live, just for the magic they, trick but they purpose. They live the same life. They live the same life, so and they alternate days, right. yeah, including like with with their other, wife, with their wife. They don't who even who know which one, who only one of them loves, and at one point like. Like Chris- and we don't even know which one's truly the father of the child. Exactly. And at one point, Jackman literally like shoots off like the one dude's like, like one of the dude's fingers. So the other guy has to chop off his finger because the entire entire life is the magic trick. Right. Their entire their entire their entire life is the prestige. So the 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 whole life, right? And that's the obviously but, the title but of the, the film. But the most genius thing about the movie, though, is as you rewatch the movie and as you like watch breakdown and you realize, oh my god, I missed that. All the dialogue. Choices it's, and facial expressions and little ticks and like uh, there's moments of literally like where Christian Bale is standing next to himself in a mustache and you don't realize <laughs> and I feel the same that's person. why I'm so mad I'm like oh, what wait that was and you go back and you're like holy shit like yeah. like or like how am I this stupid how did that, I not catch like, on to at this at one point they do a they do the same trick but they do it with birds right. And they, they just have, like, two identical-looking birds. And then the kid sees through it. And then the, and it's like, it's right. like, see, the bird's fine. And it's, but it's like, what, what happened <laughs> to, to his, his brother? brother? And, and I'm he's like, getting oh. it to the guy who does, that's how he does his feel like I feel like Chris Nolan, the whole time he's making this movie, is like, man, these people are stupid. Do you think it's such a tightrope, though. <laughs> I'm so much smarter a, than everyone. It's such a tightrope, though, where he's like, yeah. where if he goes a little bit too far, yeah. he gives it away. But right. if he goes the other way, then it's too, too difficult. So, so like, what's amazing horrible. about the film, it, you talked about this, is that Christian Bale plays himself in two characters, yeah. and it's so genius, and again, that's the direction. But like even the way he changed like his accents and yeah. stuff, he didn't use his own accent. He learned specific accents for the film, mm-hmm. and then the way he plays the other character, and then you get into like Hugh Jackman's portrayal, mm-hmm. and you know like the way he J- he Jackman plays stuff, two characters because yeah. he plays they, himself they and a spend double. The movie ruining each other's lives, right? right. Yeah, the whole thing is about because Jackman goes through these varying stages right. of like first he just wants revenge, which I think is why he ends up well, shooting off his head. The one guy's responsible, responsible who for... killed who was responsible for tying the rope around the girl's hands and, and neither one of them remembers which one because they're not even sure which one was there that day exactly, anymore. Like, they're not even sure because they their lives are so they've been doing like it for so person. long yeah. that they don't even I think they kind of forget who starts and who ends where. Yeah, so Jackman obviously does all sorts of things like he sabotages. There's multiple er- er- uh, aspects of sabotage that the movie eventually he just gets a complete other double right which, who looks, which is just Hugh Jackman playing himself which again alludes to the twist that's going to happen later right. which is literally just, this is just two Christian Bales right. and they just got like a, a different so then eventually like, they go to Tesla Hugh Jackman who initially has right. like a mustache and right. it's they so shave bad. it off yeah. but, but here's the thing they he changed has, his nose again, the makeup's he, really good no, but that. even this yeah. though like this aspect of like he could have just continued on with this and he would have made all the money in the world and he would have been successful but he, he needed to figure it out but here's no, no, no. He, that, we needed that to well. know. But also his own ego, because right. he would have to be the guy on stage, because the other guy couldn't pull off being him. 
for more than just standing there and bowing. Right. So he well, he was to, jealous that he had to be so the he would one have to not be on under stage. the stage. Right. And like he and he didn't get to see the crowd, and the crowd would clap for the doppelganger. Right. Which means like they're not clapping for him. Right. Where, but in his mind, he knows that at least he thinks in some way. That, so that's why he that goes. Bale's character. He's is convinced the guy doing both. Yes. Wait, he's, he's convinced, not, but he's convinced that even though he has a good trick. That it's not yeah. really the real trick. Yeah. So that's why he goes to Tesla. Yeah, so it eventually leads to the weirder, probably yes. the weakest part of the movie, but still interesting. I don't, I think but it's, it's also fits. No, well. no, it's great because they go through this thing and there's this ridiculous advice that puts the father's life. And, and he's things. cloning hats and birds and, and, cats shit. and shit. Like, like it's just he's making these like transporters. And this gets like, to the darkest part of the movie where like like basically um Tesla So he's cloning himself. Yeah, Tesla commissions one for right. Jack. But he's convinced that Tesla made one. For for Bale as for well. Bale for Gordon, but he didn't it, like Borden. Sorry, not Gordon. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, it's whatever. Borden. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going by their no, actor names, yeah, but right. uh, um, but so literally, he has this thing set up basically in like the theater that he has rented out, and like I think he's just doing like he's doing like a hundred days of shows, whatever. Right. And basically, like this dude, he drops into like the tank or whatever under, or he and then he like appears somewhere else in the. In like the in the right. theater, I think like way towards the back in like a stupid amount of time that would never ever be able to, right? Uh, to figure out. And basically, what happens is like he clones himself in the machine, then he drops into like a, a uh, he murders himself. He murders himself and lets and the, then clone. the clone lives on. Yes. but here's the thing: it's, it's, not, like his, it's not like his the consciousness. It's is more that it's almost like a Xerox clone. It's not. It's the same. It's you. No, that consciousness that dro- that falls into the right. that falls into the, the like to the, the the glass and like drowns. Right. Like, like that consciousness just dies. It doesn't live on. Like, right. like there's another one of you that remembers everything that you remember that's living on. But like, it's like in Invincible, which you talked about last week, right. where like um, when Robot is like his original body goes into right. like the new body. The, the original. It's not like his, his mind doesn't transfer. Like to the new body, it just copies itself. So right. like the original robot is still dead as hell. Right. Like the like the, the new one just has all his memories and stuff, but the original is still dead. And he does right. this dozens and dozens right. and dozens of times to the point where he has this abandoned like theater. There's so full many. Of all these I mean, again, this episode, he keeps doing it. this movie is so complicated. It's we could so spend. Dark. Like, yeah, we. It, it's a great movie. So. Even if you watch it, you're gonna to have to watch it five more times yeah. to catch all the nuances. Gets, and then even at the end, where they go yeah. back and they kind of replay everything, like, oh crap, oh geez, what? what? How did I miss? Like, there's this, there's that thing when they do all those replays where they kind of yeah. go back and retell you the story. And, again, and he gets um, Borden, what's his name? Uh, Bell's character. Borden. He gets basically arrested because um, Borden goes snooping the one day right. and finds him just going into the. Right, the the glass underground and drowning, and then basically like he's reported, and the police get him, and they execute him. Like they execute one of the brothers, right? Um, because for like murder or whatever, because they think he locked it and kept him in there, so the right. guy drowned, but it's just the clone or whatever. So it's crazy. And so that one gets killed, and yep. then and then finally, like like the the other the twin goes to the 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 I think lures him to the the, yes. like the storage the- with all the dead. Right. Like other ones around him, and then kills him, and then like reveals that like the, it's just a twin, like all this thing that he was going like, what? for. Like he was spending so much lo- so long, right. and he literally got a machine to like kill himself and like over and right. over and like copy well, him. He went so far. I guess that's this, the ironic. That it was literally part of it. just a twin the entire right. time, and, and well, so he's, it's, the, it's he's the only one that lives. Right. So we're gonna do next. Dunkirk or uh, well, interest- we should, we're kind of going we go in to order Inception? Anyway. We'll go to Inception. All right. So we'll go to Inception. Day. Let me talk about Inception. So first of all. 
Inception this is, is probably his, his other best movie this, with Dark Knight. I would say. I know they're all good, but so Inception's such a weird one because it's probably the one that's the least plausible. You kind of I think Tenet's the least plausible. Okay, sure. Yeah, but I mean, neither of them are still possible. But again, what we talked about earlier, so the Inception way is, that he makes is it feel no, like it's well, possible. yeah, because Inception there's like there's a there's a drug aspect of it where there's a drug that you take. This that, movie is also so much though. It's a heist dreams movie. within dreams. Yeah, exactly. It's a heist movie. There's al- there's aspects fiction, of it that science fiction. That there's parts of it that feel like James Bond when there's they're in the because when they go into these dreams, they kind of almost take different styles yeah. of film. But Nolan's beautiful thing is that it's all like despite these the like the movies having complex like kind of inner mechanisms going on with like the whole inception pulling of going into dreams and um and just being able to build stuff with your mind right. and being able to create entire landscapes and a lot and of the stuff that you see a lot of the sci-fi that you see like, that all that sci-fi that we see in in Doctor Strange mm-hmm. like they did this a lot of it was inspiration from yeah, inception they they do scenes. it all in inception in 2008 so they're 10 exactly. years well, that's the, a bad sci-fi New York scene when, that, when these go, like yeah. all that's going happening where it's and, rolling onto itself yeah. they do it a little like, bit they do like four extra ones or whatever right. Doctor strange but it's very much inspired by like when paris like but that scene where they do itself. the where they do the stairway that goes to nowhere thing well, that's, an arc, like, that's literally an architecture yeah, um right uh like like diagram essentially right but I mean, the, the, but again, I, but like I said, the, another, the, another the, film where Michael Caine, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the cast is just incredibly. Well, the greatest thing about what I think about Nolan movies is that, like, they have these complex themes and complex, like, uh, mechanics and what's going on, especially right. in the science fiction ones. But yet the the core, like, message of what's going on is always, like, so simple and so, like. Right. Like, so this one's literally just this guy, like, a man that wants to get back to his kids. Yes. is like the, the center. No, of it's movie. not a save the world plot. No, it's very like contained. It's like this very like like almost like just yeah. espionage. Like it's not like right. like this. You would most directors would have been tempted to turn this type of thing into. If we don't do this, the world will blow up or something right. like that. Where this one is literally just like no, I just go it's, it's personal for him. If he yeah. do, if he doesn't get it done on this plane ride back to the U.S., he gets arrested. That's the interesting thing about it because it's a dream within a dream within a dream, and they're like yeah. it can't be done. And, and as you go deeper, only, and deeper it can and deeper. be done because I've done it. Like and we learn yeah. through the course of the movie that he actually has done it. And the concept is you want to so much trying to imp- right. they're trying to plant an idea right. which again like it typically doesn't work cuz the like the brain just knows it's not the right, right. idea but you have you have to pl- go into the dream and plant the idea so deep and so like this is, well yeah. that it t- that it holds that right. it changes that person which which is So in this film um Tom Hardy's like the greatest Tom Hardy character. This is like ever. his breakout, I would say. Oh, I love Tom Hardy in this movie because he's like, kind of like th- he's like this is the badass Tom Hardy that I want to see. Like this, this is like is, James Bond. He's like James Hardy. Bond, and he's like, and he'd kick he James the best Bond's line in the ass. Movie where like they're yeah. fight, they're having a fight out with like the security forces right. in the guy's brain, like in the first level of the dream, and like the one dude is uh t- is shoot uh, what's his name right uh, the one dude shooting out uh, the guy who does the the hallway scene which we're gonna talk about oh yeah at yeah. some point yeah. Uh, He's like he's like has like a machine gun and he's like trying to shoot the guy on top of the roof and then like uh, Tom Hardy's character I think it's like Ames comes up or whatever or Eves or one of the two Eames. and Eames yeah that's right and uh, he walks up and he's like mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger darling and he pulls out just a grenade launcher and <laughs> it's like right. because he's the guy who understood he's the guy that. The other guy is, uh, is good at what he does, but he's the guy who knows what to do in the dream. Right. Who knows how to fully make use of like how right. crazy you, the things you can do in the dream are, right. where you can just make stuff appear. But and so he, many of the characters even the are good. Even the ski chase like, that he does yeah. later on the deepest, like he's the badass during the ski chase where he's taking on all oh. the like he's well, I mean, taking on all the, the almost all the guards like by himself. Right. 
But then you have, and everybody's almost on their own little missions in this film. Yeah. Once they get into the dream, like well, they have, you like, said it, let's let's get. Each time they go deep into they a dream, spend, the one guy has to stay to wake everyone. I've else never up. seen a film where you spend so much time on the exposition to get the story they going, about an hour and in then this they're movie. like, "Oh, by the way, now we got to do it all in the plane ride." Yeah. Before we land, because by the time the plane lands, you're going to be. I'm going to. You have the rich guy. The, the, and that's the, the, the reason. It's exactly. kind of funny. The whole reason they're trying to plant the idea in in um, in what's this Fisher, the the guy, the guy who's scarecrow. Scarecrow, yeah. They're trying to plant it in his head. Is is who cares? Like it's got nothing to do with it. It's like mm-hmm. it really doesn't even. It's just because they want well, to do the, it. The, his dad owns the monopoly. It doesn't it. matter. Like it's it's, company, it's not like, a, it's yeah. not an important plot it's point. It's not the biggest thing. No, it's got nothing to do with it. But then you get you know Jordan Gordon's Lovett or whatever his name is. Justin Gordon Lovett. Yeah, like you don't expect him to like what. That fight scene in the in the hallway. Well, they literally just put that again. That hallway scene, it's and it's all just, practical too. It's, it's just not like CGI. A big ass, like ride machine, basically. Yeah. And they have this thing turning. So like when the and it turns, like the but then it also does a zero gravity thing when the scene Where when the straight up, when the like, van is pulling falling into the water, and then this gets into my favorite. Is that things that happen? In Chris other Nolan does like keep going down. He like, does this thing because uh, uh, D. Lee Bravo uh-huh. is the guy driving the van. Yeah, and. He's got to. He's got to keep him safe. Yeah. And that brings and the cast to this movie. He too. backs the van. Like there's that moment in the film when the van goes over the edge, and they all kind of know because they start hearing that that opera well, song. The sound is supposed to, uh, and they know, wake everyone, yeah. right? So they know that they're going to be waking well, up. As they soon. get deeper down, time right. moves slower. But right, and then and this is the Nolan genius that there's three things going on in the exact same time frame. And you one's taking it. place in two seconds. Mm-hmm. One's taking place in like two hours and the other one's taking place over a much longer period of time or whatever, a shorter period of time. Like maybe like two seconds, well, yeah. two seconds, uh, two, two, 20 minutes and two hours. And at least for me, that's the you genius know. of this movie is that first off, they spend the first hour, like you said, right. they spend the first hour with like, they do the, the opening scene right. where they're in the dream, showing people around. And then they spend the next hour basically like kind of, it's all a lot. It's just exposition. But right. To do like an hour worth of exposition or forty five minutes of exposition, whatever you want to call and it, and you're not disinterested. Like no, no, you're, you're right. not like get on with it. No, you they're so in, like enthralled by the idea that Nolan and his I think his brother helped write this movie as well. I've come up with yes that you just you just want to learn more and more and more. And then it's so satisfying once you finally get to the big heist at the end where they're just on the plane. I can, I'm in it. That, yeah, that you don't like, even that you don't get confused. Right. Like despite the fact that this no, is there's super nothing complex, in this movie. Like, there's nothing in this movie where like you just get it. Like, yeah, you just it's well so well set up. That and I think they must have sat around and said we need to make sure yeah. that once we get we don't want people to be confused once this part of the movie starts. We want to enjoy the ride. It's like when you go to Disney World and there's all that time you're waiting in the line exactly. and they're spending all that time setting it up the ride. Mm-hmm. Like okay, guys, now you're going to be sitting that's in a chair. That's a great analogy. And it for, and yeah. it's like now you once you get in there, like oh, I can just enjoy the ride now because I know what's going on. And it, again, it goes back to we just want this guy to be back with his kids and the brokenheartedness that he's built this weird universe so deep because to keep his wife alive and he's got to yeah. let her go and well, then that was the wild thing about like even when they talked you know, about like how deep of how deep and how powerful like his mind was well right. dicaprio's mind is right um because like obviously he because he, he's already he's, built he, this. he wasn't he he's wasn't, already con- yeah. he's already he done wasn't always this guy right he wasn't always the guy who did this for money or did this for like jobs. He did it just because it was like almost exploration. Right. And his dad, it was something. It seems it, from the way they describe it, it seems like his dad is the one that discovered it almost. Yeah, I think the teacher. Yeah, yeah the, who's like the teacher? 
oh, in like Paris, and like he, he seems to be, and he seems to have taught it to his son, right. and then he and his wife, uh, who's also Tatalia Al Ghul, and I and I want to and I want to and again because we're we gonna keep moving uh, the the the. The the plot device is great. We talked about this earlier, and I think this is what I love about this is that he's got the he's got the top that he spins, and it, yeah. in the dream it, it'll keep spinning forever. But in real and, life, it'll fall over. And in real life, it'll fall over, and that's how he knows he's not in the dream anymore. Mm-hmm. And at the end, when he's finally home, he gets back to America and all yeah. that stuff. He goes off, and we get to see his kids. But even that, he goes to save like right. the the guy who hired him as well, right? Because he right. dies in the dream, and he's lost in limbo. So he stays in limbo. He stays in there, and with, he goes to save a guy that really he didn't. And he need faces to... his demon, right? And he faces his wife, who again, like, right. He incepted into her, which is why he knows that it can be done. That because they were in a dream for fifty years, right? And like, obviously, it wasn't that long in. Real life, but they were in the dream for fifty years, right. and they grew old together. Right. And like they, they needed to leave and get back to their kids, so he incepted right. into the idea that this wasn't real. But the idea was so deeply implanted that it followed her back to the point where she killed himself and framed him for her right. murder, right. essentially, so he couldn't see his kids. Right, because she couldn't. She couldn't when she came back to reality. She couldn't live with it. Mm-hmm. And and then at the end, and again, the cast of this movie. Well, is he like, spins the yeah. top at the end. That's why the ending is genius as much as the rest of the movie. Well, is. he walks away. From he the walks top. away from the top because he doesn't matter doesn't anymore. Matter He's finally with his kids. He's finally with his kids. So he doesn't care if the top stops spinning or not. Yeah. because And then we don't have to care, even though no one cuts it off before well, he cuts it because it, it doesn't falls. matter. And it doesn't matter. And, and I think you can tell it's be, slowing down as well. It's so, slowing like, down. It it's about to fall. But he cuts it off just to kind of give you that little moment of But also, whatever. it gives you the same feeling as what DiCaprio's feeling now, though. Which right. is, it doesn't matter And that's, again, the He's genius of kids. the storytelling. Uh Really, we got three more. We got to get through. Yeah. We're at eighty three. Shout minutes. out to the cast of that movie. So, though, the cast because everyone yeah. in that movie puts in their best performance. El- uh, Elliot Page, yeah. like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tom Hardy. Uh, I forget the guy, the, the Asian guy's name, but he's he's amazing uh, yeah. in everything I've ever seen him yeah. in as well. Uh, DiCaprio is obviously DiCaprio, right? So even Tom, like uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Michael Caine for the little bit he's in is great, like, right? Well, we have. I mean. We could talk about all these movies for a longer period yeah. of time. We still have to next? talk about Dunkirk, Interstellar. Interstellar next. And I think that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Those were the two that we still have yeah. to get to. So Interstellar is its I, own. And again, Interstellar is like so. Oh, and Tenet. We didn't even got to Tenet. Tenet. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's do Dunkirk quickly. Oh, yeah, I guess it's the least complicated. So Dunkirk is his war film. Yeah, we did this. Very, and again, this was after he for, did like. Right. Uh, basically, the two bigger ones were like Inception so, and then Interstellar. Great superhero movies, great thriller movie, great sci-fi movie. Yeah, and he says, now I'm going to go make the greatest war movie ever. And I'd argue it's one of the best war movies ever. And he does again. He doesn't do... I think it's one of the greatest war movies ever. I, I said, I agree. It, it, he does a real story. So it's a real historical event. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't fall into any of the plot, like the... The fake things that sometimes a lot of the war movies... That's the problem with a lot of war movies. They're not real. They aren't real things that happened. Like, There's Saving Private of, Ryan yeah. is the greatest World War II movie ever. And after the first... when they're After the Normandy, the landing at Normandy, the rest of it is not a real story. It's based on the fighting Sullivans and the guys from Buffalo and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's not a real story. Um, you know, even uh, 1917, which is based on... Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, historical stories yeah, by not, the, that 100% known it, as true it, like, right it's, it's based like, on the the director's talking about that, his family yeah, exactly. is you know his, his father the director's like his grandfather told yes. him the story or about it i believe or, but it's again so and obviously inglorious bastards is totally a true story <laughs> you know because the murder of hitler was I a real Inglourious thing that bastards. happened at the end of the film yeah, and, yeah, and but all sure. of all of the greatest <laughs> war movies that we ever that we all love none of them are really based on real stories they're but all got, like some of the they're all in fa- they're all they're all, you know, like they're all what we wish happened. This is a real one that's yeah. based on there, and and every, there's three things. There's that three I find things really going on at the yeah. same time. Well, but actually, going, that's that too. But there's three things that I find super thrilling about this movie. The ahead. first one will be is the actual way that the film is broken up. Yeah, which it's no need. To, there's no real need to do it, despite the fact that. But it's, it's just, genius. But it's very interesting and cool and like very cool and like when you finally like after the first like maybe ten so like, minutes you finally so like Inception it. we have three parts we have the air. We have the land and we have the sea. So he breaks up three different elements of war. Mm-hmm. We think about it. You have naval, yeah, and you have army, and then you have air force. And yeah. he says, "I'm going to take those three elements of war, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell the stories from those three perspectives, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to turn it on its head by doing it in time." So the airplane section, the air, is two hours, right? Like or one hour. hour. It's like an hour. Or it's two. one hour because that's how much fuel you would have. That mm-hmm. story is one hour. The land is a week, mm-hmm. and the sea is one day. It's a day, yeah. And he takes these three stories that are essentially going on at the same time, and you end up seeing the, the three, three stories, of the and they plan. all overlap. Yeah. He finds a way that all the key elements of each story all end up happening, overlapping, and eventually a lot of the characters that are existing in well, the three separate in the stories, not point. all of them, but they all basically end up together. In different no, there's ways. the one scene where they're in the sea, where they see where the the, right. the the guys that finally escaped on the boats, right. the people that were on land. They eventually the end boat, up on the, the, on the, the boat. The people you're following are in the right. same area, and they end up on the the guys that you're with on right. land, or the, the infantry guys end up on the boat right. of the, the the civilians that we follow. Right. But Two. the civilian, even like the civilian story, is great because the fathers yeah. obviously they obviously lose that's the, fact. the that's the boat part that we right. watch them cross the channel to go right. get their boy, right. go get the troops, and then even the boat guy, like the airplane guy, they save the right the the the, the boats, and they right. like from. And again, another great performance by Tom Hardy as the pilot with another mask on, with another mask, mask on, on. The, the king of masks, and then Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy because like, but, but my favorite thing about this movie, this is this leads me to one of the other points actually about this movie is that. The characters don't matter in this movie. We, we don't even learn most of the characters' names. We don't even names. learn their names. Like, I don't think we, we learn, don't. I don't know. If we the learn. ones on the boat we learn, like Tommy and yeah. George and Mr. The Dawson. The characters, the battle. We the kind of know. We learn the, some of the pilots' names, yeah. but most of the other characters we don't really know. And let's be honest, like because this movie's about evoking a feeling. Yes. It's not about like you need to. It's not like you need like in like for instance, it's not like you need Tom Hanks, who's like a charming like leader of men, and you don't have like the sniper guy from like. Uh, you don't have time. Who's like the most yeah. overpowered? Like sniper. No, they're just kids. Like they're just kids that are drawn into like a, a, a horrible war, and that and like and these are just random civilians that have to go do their duty to bring their troops home. And this is just like a pilot that's like that's doing his thing. Like they're not like they're just people that are in right. the situation. And then the story, and then the character is the battle itself. Well, and I remember like, when they people were like, oh, Harry Styles is going to be in this, and he made Harry Styles into an amazing actor. Like yeah. everything in the like you know he, he's got a. He's got Will Attenborough, which is related to his grandfather yeah. was Sir Richard Attenborough, and and like so the casting is all genius. The actors and characters yeah. are there solely to 
add feel to the battle. So right. they have to they have the reactions to like how like to like when they're in the boat and they're getting shot right. at by bullets, or when a plane's coming over it and is bombing evacuees. Like, right. and you have the one shot where it's like boom, 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 and it's one bomb away from blowing up like one of the main characters at one right. point. Like, it's literally like if they, if he was like one line over, he would be dead. Well, like, and there's even a point there where Kenneth Branagh's in and who plays an amazing character as well, and he's on mm-hmm. the thing and he he closes his eyes because he looks like he's gonna die, and then at the last minute with no fuel left in his plane, Tom Hardy he's saves glides, his ass. He glides, he and, glides saves and, him, and saves him. Yeah. And then that moment in the film, and I'll never forget this, because we went to see that movie with Grandma and Grandpa, mm-hmm. and I think the six of us, I think we're all six of us were crying at when that the, moment. When the boat's coming. When yeah. the boat comes, and they're all like, when but they, we all cried watching that movie. That was a, everyone, right, yeah. but that was, that was three generations of the fa- same family. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a lot of moments where three generations of the same family can be, have that impact, and that is the power exactly. of a f- great film director and th- the visuals and let's be honest and we haven't even alluded to this the other element of that i'm going to say that is so important to nolan films and not that he's done all the scores but let's be honest zimmer like scores. yeah we haven't talked about zimmer yet which oh is a crime i mean like yeah about like zimmer those scores are just amazing done all of them basically because he like the all that music that he does for dark well, night even like the little bit of the, he, like the, there's like all, almost the entirety of Dunkirk, there's like a little tick tock, tick, like right. going in the background. Like it's just a little bit of like, it's just, and then it speeds up when they get together and like as the film goes on and like right. it's just. I mean, I mean, Dunkirk is just, and to me that's why even oh, the though final it's. Last, the final aspect yes. actually of Dunkirk that I think is brilliant is that it's a PG-13 war movie right. and yet it still is able to elicit the same amount of horror and fear. Of, yeah, like, the of scenes of drowning on a boat, of drowning on a boat, or when the bullets are a, coming through the plane, coming through the plane, and secure, and they're all, and those are all real things that you, happen. Here's the thing: you don't you even know? see a Nazi in this movie. You don't even see a German soldier until the end when they arrest Tom Hardy. You don't see one, right? You, and you see, really barely you see, see them. You just see like yeah, planes. You really come only by see and bomb them at the you. end. You yeah. just see like you see planes bomb you. You see bullets come out of nowhere. You see like it's nuts. and I like and you're still scared. It's like a silent enemy you can't see. And what see. I like about surrounded. it too, the, the ending is amazing because the, the, everybody's saying good job, good job, good job, and they're like we didn't do anything. You're like you came home, mm-hmm. and that's good enough. And and that is an underlying element of war that's not a you don't have to be a hero mm-hmm. you just got to come home exactly and that's just such a great moment and we learned a little bit we don't really know exactly who the father was of the boat but clearly that guy had served in world war one and he had been through some things and mm-hmm. and then when the bro- the friend goes and I, the does the dies, thing with yeah. the newspaper and the kid just wanted to do something special in his life so the father Let the kid goes him. and he does the newspaper thing for the kid and i cried for that because like you know like the poor kid just wanted and that and then even it'll help people the yeah. kid was like hey is he going to be okay Okay, no, you killed him. But they they don't tell him. They let yeah. oh yeah, he's going to be fine because that guy was already been through so much that even though they should have been mad at him because he accidentally kills the friend. Yeah. Um. No, they're not going to break his heart. And then in the end, in the the train scene, well, that's Cillian Murphy too, isn't it? Yeah. That's so, yeah. and at the train <laughs> scene. Too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the train scene instead of like that recording of and you know how much I love Winston Churchill mm-hmm. instead of. It's the, it's the, hearing Winston Churchill like, which would have been too. Oh, let's hear it on the radio. No, he re, the one of the characters just reads the speech in, the in a newspaper, mm-hmm. well, and that, that's and that so this, much and this more perfectly powerful. Perfectly leads back into my what I was. That up, moment changes the war for England. That mm-hmm. moment is so inspirational and so important. In England, mm-hmm. they said, you know, as bad as things are, as dark things are, we can win this war. Well, that's the leads to the and that's why, why Churchill's so important. Perfect. My problem you know? with war movies, and again, like, this doesn't take away from war movies because I think there's a lot of really, really 
good war movies. But war movies have a tendency to focus on either like big historical figures that like everyone knows about, whether it's like Churchill a lot of the time, right. uh, or like or they invent these like fake. Um, like basically soldiers that are like over the top and can basically like they're all stereotypes. Like you've like for yeah. instance like there's I, the Italian a, guy a from Brooklyn. I love, a movie you know? I love is, <laughs> like a movie I love yeah. is Fury. For yeah. instance, where Fury is like basically these four dudes who are way too good at run operating a tank, and they're too right. And at the end, they literally kill like like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds right. of Nazis. Which again, I don't think it happened once in World War Two. I don't think that happened once. So in Dunkirk, we get just kids. Which yes. is what a lot of they were. Like the two kids that were falling on land, like it's just one French kid and then right. like two English kids. It was, like they were like they're, they're, right. they're 17, 18 years old. They're not good. They might have killed like one Nazi if they were out lucky. They're just shooting their guns in one direction. Well, you know what? We, like, like when you think of the amount of. We don't need of, some superhuman like most, hero. If you ask an average war. person, like an Air Force pilot in World War II, how many kills did they have? Like one. If you had like, three, it was a big deal. Yeah, I don't like, think most people. People re- don't realize most people that. people don't even know if they have a right. kill. Now, there like, were the guys that did that. Exactly. They had that, you know, like I forget some of the characters' names, the, the greatest pilot in the. I, I just watched it. Yeah. On dog fights, and they went no, through the guys certainly like, are like Pappy Boynton from you know yeah. like the, the the Baba Black Sheep series was based on, which was a great show. I mean, that yeah. guy was well, certainly you know, exceptional, right. exceptional individuals in war who do manage to do these great right. feats of like of basically violence or whatever, or like or like like or they hold off an entire platoon to save the rest of their platoon. You know what I mean? Was that happen? There's a bunch of like Medal of Honor recipients in the U.S. who have so like, what I will on, tell like, you. The one thing I will tell you about. I want to go back to Fury for a second, though. A lot of the Fury is a story that's put together by a bunch of tank stories that are true. So they just, it's not all the same guys, Mm -hmm. but they took the story of Fury and they created a story. And that's what I like about war movies so this now. This isn't a criticism of Fury, right? Though. This, because I, I think, but I, Fury, I at least, yeah. at least Fury like is based around actual yeah. historical events. But okay, I, I think I miss, kind of missed what I right. wanted to say there. I'm not saying that and it's And as bad. terrible as Pearl Harbor bad. is, a lot I'm not of, saying it's there's bad a lot of things that, in Pearl Harbor that no, are based it's, it's on, a movie. no, not the um, love story, but a lot of, there's a lot of characters that are totally based on real things. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but like I said, I think I missed uh, what I wanted to oh, say about meant, the though. war yeah. movies is that uh, they just have a tendency to like focus on like these big. Characters they romanticize that, it. They romanticize it a little bit, and they have a tendency to focus on like Tom Hanks, and then like, yes. and, like and then like this sniper guy who's literally the greatest sniper who's ever existed, who just sits at the top of a tower and gets like eighty kills in that movie, or like, the, he gets like eighty kills on the beach of Dunkirk, which that didn't but happen, also, or the beach of Normandy. But what's it was. great about Saving Private Ryan, and we got to get back to ten, back to, to Nolan, yeah. is that there's also the guy that's afraid to fire a gun. There's that. So, there's that too. and most people in war, when you go back to most of those guys, like they couldn't even fire the gun. Exactly. After all that Which training, is what I like about this movie is that. And on both sides, yeah, it wasn't exactly. like all the Germans are like, I can't wait to kill somebody. Most people in war get there and they're like, I don't want to do this, and they exactly. literally don't shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're afraid to shoot. We've even seen that in some things. Yeah, um, that's, but that's what I love about this movie is that it finally just puts a level, like a, a like a, a sole focus on. Right. But the only exceptional, like I guess, soldier in this movie is. The pilot, right. which again, like there were so few pilots back then, they didn't have like an abundance, especially of pilots at that time in World War Two, because mm-hmm. they weren't training enough. And and there, for every good pilot, again, there's probably fifty like, bad ones. And and you know, and and 
that was the problem. And again, if you watch a little bit of World War II, like the German pilots were actually much better. We yeah. just, we just, we we killed the Germans literally because we just kept making well, the, the, well, every airplane the they made good because the British yes. pilots literally again they held off for years and years and years. Yeah, but the Battle of Britain, it, we like, we we won that. The United States or the Allies won that war because we just outproduced them. Like we, the Germans couldn't keep up. By the end, we made so many planes that. For every good one they had, we made twenty. And and for every and, and and more importantly, like for every one that the Germans were making at the time, Russia made about fifty. Right, Russia, well, uh, yeah. Russia outpaced us. Yeah, and we were doing nuts numbers. Well, like, that's all they had. To, they yeah. had no choice. Russia, Russia literally packed up everyone like in the west right. in the in the west part of their country, moved them like over a mountain range to the east, made new factories, and then like <laughs> they started beating Russia like the Germans. Like that, I love World War Two like history, and like that's one of the most nuts thing about that war. And I know like, I too. You mean both? I mean. I, I yeah. really love the history. I think it's such an important time. They in haven't even history. like. I don't really think they've even attempted a lot of like the Russian battles because they're just too dark. Well, like they, imagine like the imagine like the the I, Russians and the Chinese. What they had to try to do mm-hmm. um, is just it's almost too horrific. It's to, to try to when you think about it. All right, we got to get to Interstellar yeah. here. We're at we're at uh, ninety seven minutes, so we're kind mm-hmm. of getting long. So okay. let's talk a little bit about Interstellar. I mean, again. It's not the greatest sci-fi movie ever, but it's probably the most plausible sci-fi movie ever. Uh, like well, the, the biggest thing that I always say about this movie is um, it kind of doesn't know where it's going at certain points. Uh, the cast is great. Matthew McConaughey is amazing in this movie. You don't know um, where it's going, but it goes they to a weird, do. It goes to a weird place at the end. It really, it really speaks to human nature. I think, I think the reason why this movie gets a little bit of, and again, people are people when they talk about this movie just. Talk right. about more of the awe of it because right. it's so visually stunning right. and it's so much based in science. And again, like the one scene is nuts. The one scene where – because again, he leaves his daughter to right. go save the world. And then, and then in the end, he just wants to get back to his daughter in some way. Right. And so there's the one thing where he's getting messages from his daughter. Well, and that's and where his it daughter grows his to resent him. And then you get right. between two messages because he has to go down to this planet's surface once they pass through this black right. hole because they're looking for a new world or whatever. To right. to move humanity to because the Earth is just dying from years of mis- and they know and, and they, population and right. pollution and all it's the, that's why it's so accurate because it actually understands the physics of time tra- yeah. of of traveling through space and everything and the yeah. you know the the theory of relativity and everything the way and even affects, the things that are like less you know. realistic are like cool like the robots okay are, I'm gonna, like, let me talk about that stupid robot movie. I love this the robots in These Interstellar robots way nuts. too much yeah. they're the best robots ever I love the robots F U R two no offense or or Johnny Five or all these other stupid robots and and that stupid little yeah, ball the two guys the voice them are great the stupid ball movie, yeah. bill Irwin does the one but those robots are the most creative robots in sci-fi yeah they're, they're the rest of you can all go to hell and they can change the like, settings on it, them yeah and like shit. and like, they, they just funnier yeah like, like the all right source, turn down the settings they're the like, only source of comic relief in the movie yeah too. bill Irwin. Like, yeah. bill Irwin's the one and um, I just love and he the survives too movie. in the end. He survives. Yeah. It's like yes, he survived. Yeah, I think Case is the other one. Josh yeah. Stewart does the voice of the other one. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you got like you know, I mean, but the one scene I was talking about, the most heartbreaking scene in this movie is there's two actually. Is he goes down to the planet and they're supposed to get off, off and on real quick because right. every hour or like every minute on the planet is a stupid amount of time on Earth just right. because of like the. The weird temporal like fields and all that. Right. I, it's smart stuff that I'm not smart. Well, enough the to waves explain. coming on the yeah. one stuff I'm and, not smart enough to right. explain. And basically, they get 
they get stuck on the planet for like three hours or something. They go back up to the ship and it's twenty been years, like, and it's been like seventeen years. Right. And the guy they were with that's still on the ship has been waiting for them for seventeen years. Right. And then they, he gets a he looks at a message from like and he watches a couple messages from his daughter, and then he finally gets one last one, and it's twenty years later, and his daughter is fully grown, and she hates and him. she hates him and resents him for leaving, and the dude just breaks down. Well, he breaks down before she even starts saying anything right. like negative right. because she's just like it's the last time he saw her, he was eleven. Yeah. It was eleven year old girl, and now she's literally like a fully grown woman that he's missed out on all of that. I mean, it, and there's all those dark moments, and then you have the whole thing with Matt Damon. And after you Matt, Matt Damon, Matt and Damon and was the greatest part of this movie is they hit him. Yeah, Nobody no one knew Matt Damon was in the movie, the and then movie. he turns out to be like. A crazy bad guy. F you, F you, Matt Damon. Yeah. Like, screw you. Like, he screws everything over. Yeah, like, and, and he almost not good. He right. just wants to get off. Like, he he, for, he loses his because and I we understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and through all the tragedy, and you think that they're 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 not, and then eventually, you know, Michael Caine, you know, his character dies, and everybody just ages out, and but eventually she figures it out. She yeah, figures weird, it out. Like once he goes into the black hole, which right. can't even go into the black hole where he saves, oh, the black he saves hole, Hathaway's like, character yes. so she can go find like the, right. the guy that's like one of the astronauts that would right. go explore these planets. Uh, and again, they they had to pick between one, and they had to they picked Matt Run Damon instead of hers yes, because right. that's all they had the fuel. And again, these the ship designs of these things are all the ship designs now. are every. And again, here's the genius of him. There's so much science he, behind back. He this goes movie. and he looks at and he talked to people and experts and said this is what it would be. That is and, accurate and, as possible. And, and and the the way you would have to enter the black hole. We already mentioned that and the, the realism of the ships, yeah. the, even the robots and the sci-fi, and yeah. that it's just kind of this weird version of NASA. Weird, where then there's and, like these weird fourth dimensional beings. That have, that opened the portal for humanity to right. save themselves, right? And for him to go and like, and then he his- learned, and he, and at the last minute, he finally understands it, and they create that environment so he can understand how to communicate with his daughter, yeah. so that he can do so what has to be done. The and and then when he finally does get back, and he realizes he has this whole extended family, and he sees his daughter, and she realizes what's and happened. She's Eighty years old, she, but whatever. she's had the life; she's lived this life. She saved the planet. Mm-hmm. He's not the one who saved it. And like she, his daughter did. His daughter he did. did and his sacrifice he made he thought witness, his name not witnessing her life right allowed her to save the entirety of the right. human race with and these, then she gives him permission ships. to now go and save Anne Hathaway now go and he jumps her, yeah. into that badass ship that I want mm-hmm. he, oh, like, yeah, the new, the ship the new one up. the new one is nuts like, he's like, he's like yeah whole, it's like it's he the, takes the robot yeah it's like he's come like, on like, come on buddy we're gonna go save Anne Hathaway and let's be honest I'd go save Anne Hathaway in a cool rock ship with a cool robot because on this on this ship that screw you she built like a farm that that is the exact replica of her own farm she grew up on oh I forgot about that with the with the generational ship is that what they call yeah, it, right? Yeah, because like, they have these yes. like, weird orbiting things where they basically go in a circle. And, and that and that's a cool on. ship because that ship has been... That makes sense, too. That right. legacy ship, that Dyson Sphere is what they call it on Star Trek. Um, there's this whole concept that you build this... Yeah, you I mean, know, same this three dimensional ship from yeah. the expanse. Right, it's a very, it's the very similar that's, design. Right, it's it's based on without it, the because Mormon it, ship. Because <laughs> well, the Mormon <laughs> ship's kind of a whole funny thing. We got to do an like, we got to do an expanse yeah. episode. I, I had to finish watching it first. Yeah, well, the seasons that are. I'm, I didn't around. wait for you, so I guess you can be yeah, mad at me for yeah. not waiting you. for you. Why don't you wait for me? So. <laughs> I guess we could we 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 needed more time okay, for we this. We got to do our own episode we, for we, Stellar at some point. All so. right, so here's here is my thing. And you you're going to be mad. I'm going to bring this up. I was joking about that we should have found a way to do this podcast, Ted, you know, uh, Chris Nolan style where I almost said Ted Nolan, former coach Ted of the Buffalo Nolan. Sabres, uh of where it's like we did the podcast in a minute 
in 10 minutes and in an hour. Yeah. Again, we didn't do inter- we're, we're it. Gonna- I'm not smart enough to figure it out yeah. even how to conceive that. I don't even think we're going to do any of these movies justice. So we're going to probably. <laughs> no, we apologize, Chris yeah. Nolan, and everyone who was involved with these films. I think we did a pretty decent job, though. All we did all is. Considered. Uh, we're just too giddy about it because no, they're all so yeah. damn good. Mm-hmm. You know, so Interstellar, we got to do our own thing about. I feel like we got to do an episode. Of, like we'll do this later on because we're not going to do it close to this. But we're going to do an episode with Inception, Interstellar, and a Tenet because like the, the concepts that are going. Yeah, on we didn't even get the Tenet. Movies. First of all, we need to watch Tenet like nine more times so we understand. It. It. Tenet's the only one of these movies that I watched the first time and I had no idea what's going on. <laughs> but I know, but, it's, but I know it's not because it's a bet. And if I watch this, no, it's time, not. It's not. It's not Nolan's fault. It's, it's just too it's smart our, for it's, me. There's wait, 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 huh? Wait, wait. Oh, what? Yeah. There are definitely things that could have been done to make it a little more clear, I would say. But every time you watch it, you pick on new stuff and you realize how much more brilliant and brilliant and brilliant and how deep of thinking you need to have. And, and, and Patterson, and I want to let's, let's mention this really quick. This so the two stars of the film, uh, Washington and John the, David Washington, who doesn't uh, even get a name. He's just the no, protagonist. Just the protagonist. That's what he's referred to. And Patterson. And Neil's character. They carry such a great film. Yeah. And I, there's so much, there's so much we can talk about. It. We're gonna have to come back. And to then this. the woman's good as well. I forget her name, uh, um, Anne or something. I don't even know. I forget. Yeah, but the the woman who's like the wife of the villain of the show. Oh they, yeah, they had to yeah. end up saving. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's too much. I don't even think we should like. No, no, we, let's not even. Too, let's not, not even, even. I'm not even doing. Tenet. All we're gonna say is like, go watch it. We're gonna talk about Tenet. I'm then gonna take watch a three break. More times this week. We're gonna take about a break and then watch it again yeah. and then take another break and watch it three more times and then go watch some YouTube videos explaining. Yeah. We're gonna have a tenant. We're gonna have a tenant section next week because I actually want to talk about tenant. Why I fully understand it to the point where I think I deserve to understand. Yeah, I think we definitely need we're to leave do a it small, there. We're gonna do like a half hour tenant yeah. section. We gotta finish this up. That's one. We're doing a bonus episode. We'll do a smaller main section next week and we're gonna do a. 30 minute like we got too much to talk about we got loki and then we got an expanse episode what else did we say Wait, we new expanse come out? no but we need to do just an episode just on the we'll expanse, expanse later. So next week we're gonna do 30 minutes of we'll do we'll cut the news short unless there's a bunch of stuff comes out we'll do 30 minutes of pretending yes. and then we'll do like maybe an hour for loki well, well, we'll i hope we do an hour two hours or we'll do the two first episodes of loki right. i I, yeah, like, I, I guess think we do let's wrap this up with the fa- fact that, like, if you haven't watched Nolan films, you got to watch them. Mm-hmm. And and in, and besides Dark Knight, <laughs> like, you'll watch the other you, ones. You got to like, watch the other ones. Them, and we didn't even get into this Knight. early stuff. We didn't get into Memento. No, we Memento didn't get into and Insomnia. Are both, Insomnia are both, are both great. great as well. And, and ju- I mean, like, and it makes you want to go and watch other movies these actors have been in because they're all so darn good. His ability and very to likely find another one of them they're in will be a Nolan movie. <laughs> so, what is that? And very likely one of the other movies that these actors will have been in is a Nolan movie. Yeah, right. So he loves right. to relate. Like, yeah, like, there's certain people like Kenneth Branagh has been in multiple. Uh, Tom Hardy's obviously been in multiple. Christian Bale's oh, been in multiple. Like Tom Hardy's just so good in everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just you know, I mean, and actually, even going back to Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy's and, been in like three. Yeah, like, <laughs> like in in uh, all, Killian you know, or whatever his name is, Killian Murphy, I think his name is, is like has been in like uh, has been in like uh, all three Batman's. He's it was right. in Inception. He was in uh, Dunkirk. Like I, th- I think he's in one more. Like, yeah. Definitely. I mean, um, oh, Elizabeth uh, De- Depic or whatever his name is the woman Depic-y. you were talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even though there's so many things in that film, too, that we'll get to like, next I mean, time. We so, need a whole – we yeah. need Tenet by itself to have like, – and I want to understand Tenet more. I tried to watch – I watched it twice this week, and I still we can't want watch to it at night. more into it. We yeah. can't watch it at night. Well, you fall asleep at night when you Well, I've been working – again, I tried to watch it the other night, and I want I, – I, I mean, I've been working 14-hour days lately. So, I mean, yeah. I've just – got to – 
when I had to take like a day off just to, to rewatch Tenet like five yeah. times and what, slow it down. Instead of watching it at two times the speed, I watch it like half speed so I can write everything down. So um, anything else you want to wrap up? Let's wrap it up. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's it. I, again, we really appreciate um, the precinct here, Matt Johnson, and everybody that's been that's been so welcoming to us and mm-hmm. and and really enjoying to meet all the guys. Uh, you know, whether it's just on social media that have all the other podcasts out there and they're all great. And I've been listening to them and just a shout out to everybody. And really you, you got to follow um, all the, follow us out on, 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 on Twitter and on our Facebook page next of Ken. Um, thanks for listening. I won't do any stupid jokes this time and uh, hope you listen next week. Take care. It's me, Andrew Lenz from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on... Beyonce!